season has finally ended, so we're going to wrap things up and throw everything into a giant tier list. Granted, most of this is all stuff I watch, but, you know, I think our boy Troy, he watched a couple shows. Justin, I don't know if you watched anything this season, but it's fine. So say what's up, Troy. What is up? And say what's Howdy. up, Justin. Hello. All right, that's one of his best, most like invigorating introductions. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. All right, and I'm Flaza, dude. So we'll hop right into this because we have like just the 40 something shows. Granted, I watched like all 40 something of these. So uh, it's going to be a me heavy talking episode, sadly. But maybe, maybe Troy will be able to pitch in to save my throat. Throat goat. All right, got to start. Yeah, sure. We'll How is he it. faster than me? Get fucked, Lanoon. Oh, God. Uh, bro, Lanoon has some high speed stats. But, anyways, so start does... off with 2.43 David Productions volleyball anime. So, I'm certain I've mentioned this to you. Not least. high IQ. Not high Q. Granted, high Q copy. I'm going to yeah. say, I actually like this one a decent amount. Like, if I'm going to go off of like 12 episodes of this and 12 episodes of high Q, even though I think high Q had better high points. I think 2.43 had a better story for its characters. And so in that, in that aspect, I enjoyed it a lot. Granted, it does have slow parts, but I like that it does focus mainly on like two different schools and like their rivalry. And so you're focusing on the two characters from the one school and their team, and then the characters from the other school. And like, it's mainly just those characters and less the team because they're like the antagonists of the series. And so it's less about like, the school saying trying to become champions or anything it's mainly their rivalry with that school because that's in the same district right they have to go through them to reach center stage and all that and so you have the character story between two friends who used to live you know like near each other and they grew up and then one of them left was really good at volleyball he came back and then you have their rocky relationship in middle school they go to high school and then suddenly it's time to like you know overcome your obstacles and try to win um out of this list because the main issue here is i have to base things off of like my personal ranking of stuff and then try to assort this into the tier list so i think after we're done organizing it all i'm gonna have to do some restructuring and all that so i should pull up my actual stinking scores for everything but yeah for this series i'd put in b tier i'll say i concur troy Granted, you didn't watch it, but that's fine. No, man. Fuck that show. It's just, it's not high IQ. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Is that your serious opinion? Yeah. Um, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. For me, since nobody asked, I'd say I haven't watched it either, but mm-hmm. I am going to rate it off of the image I saw. Yeah. Let's say I put it in Magi tier. <laughs> Magi tier, okay. Yeah. All right. Next up, ABC. This is a kid's short series. Why I watched it, I don't know, but I watched it because it was like two minutes long and I was like, it's not going to kill me. Demon Slayer tier. Like, That's what's up. Where is it? <laughs> You're right there. Right there. It's the it's first. The, it's I'm, the going next, in, I'm going yeah, in order. I'm going line. in order. I'm going oh, in order, man. It's the session. Like, my issue with it is, like, I watched it, and I was like, I have no expectations for it. But, like, it, it was not, like, funny. Like, I don't care if I'm watching a kid's show, because every now and then I will watch, like, kid shows or movies. 
because I have like nephews and all that. And like, if something's entertaining, it's entertaining. This is just bad. This is like, it's just annoyingly bad. So, all right, next up. All right, Troy, know you're going to talk about this one. We got Shingeki no Kyojin final season part one. Magi, too. What is this? This is AOT, Attack on Titan, uh, Aaron's comeback to villainy. I couldn't tell from that picture. I guess I, I see Mikasa now. The, it's the guy. poster with all of them in their suits. It's the first half. Yeah, it's a small little. Um, fucking probably Magi tier. I mean, right? we, we already know it's Magi tier, right? Yeah. Because based on this list, there's only going to be so many things in Magi tier that I'm throwing in there. This is this has got to be one, right? Um, yeah, it it carried, like, well, I, I mean, obviously there's a lot of shows on this. Now list. I'm gonna say there was a lot of good shows this season. But so yeah, if this like, was not this season. I could live. This was the summer last year. This would have carried summer last year, or even fall. Yeah, it would have carried it. Conversely, if this list contained only Attack on Titan, it would have been a like good season. Would have been a good season. It would have been enough. It would have been enough. Yeah, like it was, it was good enough that it like could have carried whatever season it was in, and been like near the top. You know, you would have had to had some god tier fucking A list. Yeah, some of that real shit coming out to be. Mm-hmm that season because dude it was dialogue heavy i guess but like it was all that juicy that good okay. shit of like plot I'll, threads I'll, I'll break down my thoughts ass. real quick like this season of attack on titan is a lot of the build-up for the rest of the story so you're setting up all the seeds for the characters and you have to get a lot of that like explaining out the way granted if you think it's dialogue heavy it doesn't cease to be dialogue heavy at any point because there is a lot of plot that still needs to be explained as things happen the only difference is this does have to do a lot of groundwork for all the events to happen because there's way more action in the second half like there's just required to be because yeah the they're, way setting, it ends. they're setting up a motherfucking war like mm-hmm. but yeah dude like it you know a lot of dialogue it's, it's kind of like how the first half of season three was where like it, it's set up for the greater yeah. plot of like the world within the walls and the yeah. secrets behind it all. And you're you're like learning a bunch of shit mm-hmm. and like taking in all this information. And it, but it's Granted, still like entertaining that is as fuck. Mixed in reception. I think this one definitely has more acclamation behind it, especially because of the plot events. Granted, people do say bad things about Mappa in regards to certain things like CGI use of Titans. And I was like, for one thing, I don't think it looks bad. And secondly, good CGI is good. Like, if you, People do not understand the difference between that's bad CGI a, and good CGI. That's CGI. such a like, dumb complaint, too. Like, like I want to say within the last year, after watching so many different shows, like, good CGI, honestly, feels really good to watch. And, like, if you have to go through bad CGI and you see it, it's like, dang, that looks bad. But is it a bad thing for a series? Not really, because it's just CGI. It's not like the whole series is CGI, so it's something you can get over. But, like, the movements and how they're done looks fantastic you know and it's, it's yeah. not like a big deal it doesn't change the plot of the series it's just like for what for titan creatures who have to like move and like if you're gonna draw because like and if you're doing a series most of them are done 12 frames per second some even more like some are 24 depends on the series but for the average ones it's 12 and so that means you'd have to draw right 12 pages worth of something for a second of anime to be animated right and if you have to do such a large creature and do things to scale and things like that, and keep in mind of so many different effects and shading and stuff, 
just a lot of work that like you that's why attack on titan season two took so many years to get done right it took four years between season one and season two so to think that a team could do this in a year and i believe their team is even small map is smaller than wits if i'm not wrong at least this team who was working on it so to, to think and put pressure on them to get this done in that amount of time for one thing is just unbelievable like Plus, they were like the only studio who was willing to do it and got it done in the short amount of time yeah, because there was a I time was frame for its release, like, right? People were tripping about the CGI, which, as it turns out, the Titans were not the focal point of this season. So get nope. the fuck over their limited appearances in CG. And also, we almost didn't get this season. Like, MAPPA came in and saved the fucking day and then scrambled together a season on like basically short notice. And then you're mm-hmm. going to sit there and nitpick them. It's like, it looks fantastic. And they didn't have that much time. I think they have more time. They have more time. Cause they started a little bit earlier for the second half. I believe they started towards the end of last year. Yeah. So before the release of the first part. Right. And now they know what they're doing a little bit. Now, like, I will so say like, there is potential that they do not choose to end it right where the manga ends and they go for a movie. I'm still holding out. Like, I know people get mad like they don't want movies because it's like, oh, you wait for a movie, you have to wait for the English release, so that could take who knows how long. I promise you, I'd be willing to wait for a movie budget thinking for Attack on Titan's finale. Like, it's so good watching it with movie effects, especially certain sure, scenes. Yeah. I and don't even want to spoil. You can go get the, like, Mugen Train released in Japan, like, forever it makes it makes bank and that money goes to the studio right they get to get a large well no but like because the studio doesn't get a lot of money to begin with if the movie releases and everyone's tripping about you know if they're tripping about how long they gotta wait for the english it was like bitch put on subtitles go sail the high seas and watch the japanese version that is going to release a (laughs) fucking year before like, I mean, you, you still you, you still do gotta wait for the Japanese version because it has the usually it's by the time Blu-ray comes out. But yeah. if the movie's popular enough, you'll get early enough, you know. Bro, yeah, and like movie budgets, bro, um, it's just hello. gonna look real nice. That's what I care look about. Any look at any One Piece movie, and you're like, holy shit! Oh yeah, once you get to a certain point, like they start looking real good. And it's like, just, it's my buddy, my buddy sent me a clip of One Piece. It was that shit, the hockey clash between the red and blue like it, ha- it has know. to be stan- uh, stampede yeah yeah and uh he sent he's like does all of one piece look like this and i was like well wanna be looking like that <laughs> i, I said I was, I was like recently yes well um, it's the same directors who did film z and film z is like my favorite one like it's one of the few things i think in rate 10 on my anime list right because that movie like got me crying because i was like dang this was so good but, but yeah. yeah, I was just like, bro, it's it's never gonna blow you away with the animation. No, because that's not the goal, right? You know, but yeah, especially because like, it's a weekly thing. You, if you have a budget like that for a weekly series, like I don't know where your money's coming from. But dude, yeah, I was telling him about Chopper, and he was like, I'm not gonna watch it. But he was like so intrigued by the story of Chopper, but he was like, I'm not gonna watch it. It's too fucking long. Just got time to read it. That's it. That's, that's you got to settle somehow. He yeah, but I was just like, bro. Bro, I can't wait for you to start seeing the stuff that's happening in the manga animated year. You're gonna love I it. I did just see spoiler warning, fucking Zoro, the panel of him oh, yeah. blocking both. It, it was it was it was some heat. 
I know someone like prefaced it and they were like, well, technically, uh, Law switched their places and he. I mean, he, he was saved through. because like he would have been hurt. I don't think he would have died. I'm not gonna say for certain, but uh, he would have been no. hurt worse. The fact that he didn't get but but he took he took a is, tank. It's impressive. Yeah, it's like he the fact he didn't get instantly killed. Granted, dust. I'm not a fan of most Zoro fanboys just because they're some of the more toxic sides of the One Piece fandom. I've noticed that, dude. They will hate I, on any character. You literally, it happens. You literally try and be not like, everyone. I'll preface not everyone, but it's one of the it, more annoying parts. Yeah, it's like a thing where you're like, I, it's like Itachi I, fanboys in Sinking well, Arthur, no, right? It's, like it's, everyone it's, acknowledges that Sanji is the third strongest but if you ever like, I, don't, I don't even care about the rankings no no, no but hold up if you ever even much. try and like hint that sanji is close to zoro students, they lose their fucking they lose their mind. mind bro bro they i mean you say luffy is like stronger than zoro they lose their mind or even equal like it, it you know what are his feats yeah it's pretty much what it comes down to what are his yeah, feats bro? back to attack on time this part of the season i will say Sans for like mm, i didn't really have issues with it but it is just a lot of setup and so this leads up to all my favorite parts of the series right because like once 117 hits onwards that's all this stuff that i was like this is like peak like 10 out of 10 every chapter type vibes this was like all the lead up so you have to get through those character arcs and development to hit the impact yeah so dude, like honestly i'm really excited to see mappa the way they handle just like bro i'm the large scale ness of the shit because that shot when Armin fucking nukes the port and he's walking through with the red glow. Just so good. I'm gonna tell you, you're you're gonna as long as they can at least maintain this level of consistency, if they do better, like you're in you're in for it, man. All right. So Moggy Tear. If you got that one, Justin. All right, next up, Azur Lane, Bushoku Tensei, or Zenshi, whatever it was pronounced, because I, I don't remember stuff. Troy, you ever heard of Azur Lane? Um, I have. Um, mostly... it's, it's the series about boat waifus. Yeah, that was pretty much, I've just seen it on Twitter, and it seems kind of sus, honestly. Oh, why is it sus? <laughs> I gotta hear this. Just, it just seems like a bunch of lollies on boat that would that's would probably be how i just are they on an aircraft carrier like i don't even know what the fuck's no, going well, on they're they're at a base for one thing but as their lane itself the series it doesn't follow these girls but they are like main characters or like too close an extent but like this is a short series that follows them around their like interacting with other characters now a lot of it is for fan service because if you've ever seen some Ezra Lane characters, they are very fan service heavy. And because the series is based off the game, made to sell, makes bank in Japan. It's just how it works. So you have to appeal to your audience. I will say, didn't have much expectations for this series because it was a short series. Honestly, actually pretty funny. And the fan service with certain characters was like quality. Like there's some ending cards because like some series, they'll give you ending cards of like certain characters and like this artist will do this artwork for them. And if I can find a good one, I'll send it to you guys. Crap. It'd take me too long to send it, so we'll worry about that another time. But it was actually enjoyable. Now, for the sake of this list, 
I'm gonna say, hmm. Depending on where things divvy up, it might end up in B tier because it was actually enjoyable, but that just depends on if you like enjoy wholesome S comedy mixed with like fan service from like a certain angle or not. But like it does have its enjoyable factors, I will say. For, for, for right now, I'm going to say B tier just because it'll probably end up in C tier anyways. But I just want to see what's going to divvy up, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Justin, throw this one to B tier. All right, next up, back arrow. Um, definitely started off as one of the lower ranked shows for me this season. It was done by the people who did uh, Code Geass, except it's more comedy adventure based, and it's following the main character whose name is Back Arrow. He's from outside the walls, so you got like a little Attack on Titan angle, and he wants to like get back outside to his world and try to find out how he's in there, and he gets wrapped up in a war inside the walls and so you have to follow him he meets up with this group of people from this village then he kind of gets them involved in his troubles because now they're being chased down because he was there and so they have to explore the walls and they eventually get caught up in this war and i will say a lot of that plot really did suck for a long time especially because the village he ends up in is just full of a lot of annoying characters who complain the whole time and have like no level of decency to their characters that make me like them like they're just annoying. Like they always have like opinions, but they always put themselves into danger because of these opinions. And I'm like, y'all don't learn. Like just stop talking. You know, like leave me alone. I don't like the old people in the village. I don't really like a lot of the young people. I barely like half of the main cast from those groups, but there are notable characters who I do like and get better over time. So these last like three or four episodes since like the war started starting up and the mysteries of like one of the kingdoms started like unraveling, it's improved over time. But like the first seven or so episodes, like we're between mid and kind of boring trash. So, like, at this point, I might say it's C tier, but right now I'm just going to say D tier for back arrow because I don't know what's going to go in D tier. So if it has a chance to move up, it'll move up. But, like, I think it'll be better over time. But, Justin, you can throw that into D tier. All right, next up, Bungo Stray Dogs 1. This is a short series for Bungo Stray Dogs. This is a very popular series in Japan. Features a lot of, like, characters who I believe are named after different, as long as I'm not getting this confused, poets and stuff like that, literature people. As long as I'm not mixing this up, I could totally be mixing this up. But very prominent, very good. This series is a short series that focuses on comedy following a lot of the main characters. I gotta say... Definitely way more impressive than I was expecting. Is actually a very funny series with a lot of good comedic beats. Like the characters are just well done, that it has an enjoyable touch to it. And so I definitely wasn't expecting to like this as much as I did, especially because, you know, you never know if a short series is going to have like good quality or not. But Dazai and all the side characters, they definitely worked. So considering the circumstances for the series, even though it's a short series, I definitely laughed a number of times. Like it was, I was impressed by how funny it was. So I say this is going to be, even though like I wouldn't like based on my list, it'd probably go into B tier, but based on this list, it'd be one of the few series I'm going to throw into A tier. And like, it's a First short series eight. and I think each episode's like 11 minutes. So if you ever want to watch a short series, like even without watching the main series of Bungo, 
you can definitely watch it because I think it's still a good enough laugh. Like the comedy's just good. Bunghole. Yes, bunghole stray dogs. Bunghole is Even though it's just bungo, but yes. Bunghole. You gotta pay the troll toll to get into the get boys. Into the boys. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Alright, next up sells at work black. Obviously, it's black, so I gotta put in Moggy tear. Why can't they but... just have these cells at work, son? That's making the... me feel left out. That's the first two I seasons. can't watch cells at work now. There's cells at work and then there's cells at work season two. That's the one. No, I know. You. I'm just being a piece yeah, of shit. I know. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Like, um the series starts off like I like the first episode a lot. Like it's definitely one of the better first episodes of the season because it's like really intense and you like get thrown into the environment of like a body with bad situations. So it feels like really sane and and stuff like that. Then it kind of mellows out and it becomes more of a character story. And at first you don't realize that it's trying to delve into the psychology of like the main red blood cell they're following, but you slowly travel into his mindset and like the shifting environment. It's like like the body getting worse. Yeah, it's weird. But, like, it's more of, like, a specific character. It's like, it's good. not necessarily, like, you could take him out of being a blood cell and you can put it into a different circumstance. But, like, but yeah, at some but he point, is a like, blood cell. the circumstances just get worse and worse and you, like, slowly see the shift of himself and, like, the people around him and, like, the environment and how, like, the body's just getting worse and worse. So there's, like, lives being lost. There's, like, you know, the functions of the body are, like, losing themselves. And it gets really intense and, like, it gets nice and dark and, like, it, it, I think it really knows how to land its conclusion, at least, you know, to make it, like, satisfying. Granted, I feel like psh, there's, a, there's there's decent comedy to it, but there's also, like, some of the, like, at times the characters just feel, like, really plain. I think that's the biggest downside is, like, there's characters to like, but you like them more for the story and less for the characters. They're more plot-paced characters. And because of that, it takes away from, like, the anticipation to enjoy the series, but it's still not a bad series. So that's why I'm going to say it's going to go into C tier. Just some average av mid. All right. D4DJ Petite Mix. This is just a short series for that series we watched. Well, I watched last season, D4DJ, which I said has really good music, which is enough reason to watch it. This is just short series, and I don't really have any strong or weak opinions to it because it's like nothing really happens. But it's not bad. Like, I can watch it and enjoy it. So I'm just going to throw into C tier just because it's more like I'm indifferent to it. Not because it's, like, bad or good by any means. It's just, it's not it's bad that I'm going to throw in the Demon Slayer, but it's not, like, good that I'm going to throw the Magi tier. So I'll put it in C tier because, you know, it doesn't deserve to be in Demon Slayer. <laughs> I don't think it's, like, bad that I'd be like, yeah, you go into, there's, like, good moments if you watch it. All right, Dr. Stone, Stone Wars. Dr. Stone season two. Start us off, Troy. Um, I always feel so fucking smart after this, dude. They built Kevlar out of paper. I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Kind of bullshit. Made sense, though. It always make They'll be, like, making random shit. It's like, we're making a car. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you are. Love this show. <laughs> so ridiculous, right. but I'm like, it's yeah. I don't know why it took me forever to get caught up. I was surprised too, but yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I probably put it in like A tier. No, I'll I'll with, agree with you without there without knowing what's else because it was like you know. How do you think good. it transitioned from the start to end? Because I think the start was a little like 
weaker and slow because it didn't feel like there was much comedy moments to like balance out the show's serious moments and the serious moments didn't feel drastically serious there's a lot of setup to the transition of that final battle you know yeah it kind so of felt like the second it kind of half, blue balled the it made it seem like at the end of last season was like when we come back, it's Stone Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. It feels like a direct transition, and it's not really. Yeah. They still finish. No. They still have stuff to work on, you know? Yeah, they had, like, a very smooth transition back into it, and it was like, all mm-hmm. right, you're making whatever the fuck, like a CD or some bullshit. Yeah, they're trying to, like, gather allies and stuff, so it's like a slow transition between that, find out what's with the workings, until they finally actually leave and get the job done, you know? Dude, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, did. I did like the, uh, what's his name? Fucking Chrome. Chrome? Yeah, when he sneaks out. Actually, it might be Chrome. I could just say Chrome just because of Smash. <laughs> Probably is Chrome. I don't even remember. <laughs> I gotta check, man. I just know when he gets out using, like, hydrogen peroxide or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comes back to the camp all proud. and It's, it's Chrome. Senku's, like... You actually, you made this, and I was just like, "Bro, you're cool." <laughs> I was impressed by his development this season. I'll give him credit. Like, it was nice to see him off on his own and actually show merit to everything he's learned beyond yeah. just what he knew beforehand. And he saves uh, Gen. It was his idea that gets mm-hmm. Gen back to the camp. Yeah. So I was like, respect, son. Like, you actually like, are... Okay, a lot of the people from the village, I will say, felt sidelined for the greater plot of it, and that's fine, because eventually the greater plot does land. Like, Kohaku, Gen, and uh, Kinro and Ginro, and, like, the chief. Magna does Kinro have a little bit... Kinro definitely gets sidelined. Magna does have a bit more to do, I think, in this season, outside of just being an antagonist from last season. Like, he has, like, good comedy beats when, in certain circumstances, he's in. He's their muscle now. Yeah, pretty much. Or, or their meathead muscle, because what's her Hokaku or whatever would probably Ko- kick its ass. Kohaku. Maybe. Her with a sword's pretty nasty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's like a fucking spider monkey flying through the trees with a yeah edged weapon. It's like, eh. but yeah. And then you have like the development of the characters from the other side. I think that's where most of that goes. Is to like build up their future. This would be spoilers, That's obviously, what, allies. I mean, yeah, it makes sense because they, I mean, anime, you can well, judge on the intro. I, I knew, the intro focuses heavily on them. You know, I already you know? knew spoilers. I knew how this was going to end out overall. Oh, yeah, like, I didn't. I was just judging it off the intro. I, I didn't know, like, I didn't know every spoiler. On the, the thing that happens with Tsukasa, like, I knew he was going to join their side. I didn't know he was going to get, like, frozen or near death situation or anything crazy like that right so i just knew like the ultimate outcome but like seeing the development of the relationship between those two and the circumstances sukasa was and why he chose to go this way like it, it, it reminds me of one piece in the way that like the world is exaggerated but once you understand the functionalities of the world it works really well right and like you can be invested into it and you can see how like the characters interact with this slightly realistic slightly not realistic world that you know you just you just mix up like how, how the circumstances work like this guy can punch out lines with one fist but like at the same time he still has a core that's grounded in his humanity and a reason for why he does things it's not like it's just super heroic for the sake of it like he's just a stronger in this world so no like, yeah that, and that, and they it. define that he's like 
exceptionally strong. So it's not like every motherfucker's punching lions. Exactly. Like there's there's still limitations to how far they're gonna go with certain things. I it's did nice really see... like he's a got a legit like rationale for what mm-hmm. he's doing. Yeah. And when he was telling Chrome, which like Chrome's obviously the wrong guy to be barking up that tree. Yeah. But he makes it like a good ass point where he's like, We live on a beautiful planet and these motherfuckers were destroying it. Yeah, so so why go back? He's like, we have a fresh start. He's like, why? Someone somewhere wiped everyone out for a reason. And it was just like, huh? You know? And someone depends like on, doesn't know, and he's just the best. Literally, time. like, depending on who woke me up, it's probably if that dude woke me up and it was like, fresh start, new world, beautiful planet. I'd be like, fuck yeah. If I woke up with Senku and he was like, dude, I made a cell phone, I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, ramen. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the car. <laughs> like you don't know where the coin flips, but yeah, like really enjoyable season towards the second half, especially all the character moments, the twist by Hyoga, and all that, and like just the developments of like how are we gonna win the war? It worked, and it was a lot of on the fly type of things that had to be developed, and like you never knew where it was gonna flip for most of the battle. So it was nice, exciting, well paced. Season three's coming, so yeah, I'd vote A tier as well. Hmm. Now we get to X-Arm. This is one of the lowest rated series on my anime list. All right. Dude, I think I watched the first episode of this. And the one with the really bad CG. Yeah, yeah. I watched like eight minutes, maybe less. Impressive. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. What were your this. thoughts? Fuck this. Like resounding. I, I, was, I was like, what the fuck's even? Like, what? No. No. I'm going to say, I did end up reading the manga, and I caught up to it, like, last week. And, like, the manga, the fact that they end, <laughs> they, they, they chose to adapt it the way they did, I just felt sorry for it, like, plot-wise. Because, like, my actual thoughts on it, it's not a bad plot. They don't do a terrible job at executing everything. But when you get to the second half, it feels super rushed and, like, confusing and disjointed. The first, like, six or seven episodes are actually fine. And, like, the plot is decent sometimes entertaining cg is the one thing that people really hate because it does look bad but i'm gonna give it credit for like two moments because there's two moments in the series where i think the cg and the way they animate whatever fights happen actually look like fantastic like i'm like dang this is some great cg work like where where is this all the whole show like it's weirdly how it's weird how good they make it look for like they just put the whole budget i think it's like episode 10 or 11 and it's just one like two minutes of a fight and it's just it just looks fantastic, and I was like, why is this so good? Like, you don't make it look like the crap it looks the whole time. Now, based on the manga, I actually really did enjoy the manga. You know, it has that touch of, like, solid fan service, you know. But outside of that, because they completely take that away from the anime series, uh, my issue with this is, based on that second half, like, I would... I really don't want to put in Demon Slayer to her, because I don't think it's that bad, but based on, like, the tier list, if it doesn't go into D tier, it's going into Demon Slayer tier. I think I did enjoy Dude, back do Demon more, Slayer. That shit was ugly. Shit's ugly. Yeah, but the series isn't based off the looks. That's why I wouldn't, like, based on plot, I'd throw it in D tier just because of the second half. I no, think dude, the plot is just really bad. But, like, it's not as bad as it gets past hassled for. Like, nah, it's man. an okay plot. It's dope. <laughs> Listen, Troy, we're trying to be, you know, well, not you. You don't have to be. You can be purely antagonistic towards the series just because it looks bad. 
but I've I've watched enough of that like if it's something looks good, that's just additive points. If it looks bad, then like what could I do? It got a bad hand on the studio who stinking chose to pick it up. Sadly, like that's Bro. can't control that. It's like Demon Slayer. I mean, not Demon Slayer. Uh, stinking seven, seven deadly sins in the hand it got for stinking season four. You know. Yeah, bro. I don't. Well, Seven Deadly Sins is sus as fuck, so I don't watch it anyway. But <laughs> it was like people clowned the hell out of that because it looked like fucking someone in absolutely terrible. Now it took away from a lot of big moments, but it wasn't like pure trash that people sell it for just because certain scenes. Well, bro, bad. to a certain extent, the animation and stuff is like acting. Where like, I I definitely do agree. It makes a really? difference. Like, really bad acting can pull you out of a thing. And then once you're pulled out of it, you just start becoming, like, hypercritical, you know? So, like, if you're watching something and then the CG and the arms, and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to start looking at every single thing this show does under a microscope. Because I mean, if they I did not, I already script. analyze shows for the plot like critical enough. So like when it comes to things like that, I I pay attention already. So when I notice them, but it doesn't like take away from how I view the series just because I'm more oriented to characters and plot. Like that's the thing. And I think that's the one saving grace of X Arm is like even in the series, like I'm entertained by a few of the characters. Granted, it takes away a lot from them in the anime, but like outside of like ignoring the fact that I read the manga, like there's still some thing you can get from the plot because the plot is interesting but it's still sadly going to go into demon slayer tier because that second half i think is just does a really bad job all right next up gek idol a show that starts off you think it's an idol show and then suddenly it's a show about space time continuum and like the tragedy of like trying to save the world with a mix of doing a play that correlates to the plot of the series. So you have like characters from the acting perspective with their character stories, trying to act out the literal plot of what's happening on a side. And I think it's two good parallels. I think a lot of people like towards the end of the series felt like it was too convoluted. I thought it really worked because I felt it set up those type of things from an earlier point where you can slowly start realizing the character psychologies. Granted towards the end, the pacing does get a little faster. So if there's any issue, I will say it's that. But it was honestly one of the most entertaining shows I watched this season. And like, you start off thinking it's just like an idol show that involves acting. And then it's really just like character psychology and some crazy like, oh, there was this time machine and I have to try to save the world. And like, in order to do so, I have to get involved with these people. But there's these people interfering. And then you have that main plot juxtaposed by the subplot where the other characters who are just trying to act out this play are just trying to become the characters that are living their plot. And I think it's like really well executed in that manner, especially like the final episode where they are acting out the plot at the same time the plot's happening. And like, there's a sudden realization that it's like, maybe we were lying to ourselves, like the people in the main plot, when they see the other characters acting, and it's like, maybe we understood everything wrong. And it, it's like a fate deciding moment. And I thought it was really dope. Like, I just... Found it, it really sounds like a trip. It, it, I will say it is, but granted, like, I only I was the only one watching it, and I haven't seen much people who also finished it. So I, I only know what I can say for myself without being able to talk to someone. Personally, I'd put it in B tier, though. 
Right. Did you ever finish Higurashi, Troy? Probably not, but... No, yeah, I did. It was fucked oh, up. Oh, you did. Let's go. All right. So what were your thoughts on this this second half? It's pretty much everything towards the end of, like, the Satoko story and Rika that leads into Satoko's story. So what are your thoughts? Because I thought this was, like, really good compared to Stinkin'. Uh, yeah. Um, it was very... Uh, brutal. Brutal, yeah. Um, like, dude, you feel so bad for her. Like, I feel so bad for Rika, man. I, yeah, like, a break. That there's like a scene that stuff when she, Rika is laying sprawled out and Satoko's got her fucking intestines laid out across the living mm-hmm. room. I was like, you know, like, what the f- now, now that was before she went crazy. That's the thing, right? That was just like one of Rika's deaths. I was just one of the natural things. Bro, and that was one of the things she like says she's like, I'm gonna go back like five more times or whatever. Yeah, that, was, that was like her last, like that was the fourth or third time left. Yeah, and it's like one of the last and you're just like sitting there watching and they do a good job of like going deeper into her and you're just like I, I find that seems funny because she has the blanket on and she's like, I can't move, and you're like, What what happened? And it seems like Satoko just woke up is cooking and it seems all nice. And then she starts talking to her, and then you're like wait a second she removes the blanket and it just bro and then, but like we know that she's only got like limited times that mm-hmm. she's going to go back so then it's just like this gut punch for us where it's just like oh yeah it's times is like, this is how you go out i was like bro that was brutal brutal fucking gross so gross but yeah, just to lay out the rest of the season, right? Excessive it ends course. off the rest of Rika and trying to finish her loops. And to the point where on the final loop, she realizes that in order to like move on, she has to like try to escape where she's from, which this literally the name of the town blanked on me the moment I was about to say it. So too bad. But when she decides that, she finally gets to escape the loop. Things end up working out and they're able to move on, right? And so you're like, okay. She finally wants to go to this girl's school, all girls academy, and to like become <laughs> part of higher society and stuff like that. Do good for herself. And she wants to do so with Satoko because Satoko's her best friend and she doesn't want to leave her. So she wants to be there with her at the whole time, right? And once they go to the school, the series completely shifts tones. And it's like, oh, now it's like slice of life. And you're like, oh, is she going to finally have a happy ending? Sigarashi, don't get your hopes up. All right. That's the type of thing you deal with. Mm-hmm. And so. Of, they reach a point where Satoko is like failing, right? Because she can't keep up. And now here's my thing. I don't blame Rika for the most part because Satoko deliberately chose not to ask for help. Like they show it. She's too prideful. And like to, for her to blame Rika, I'm like, ah, I don't think I can accept that, you know? But like yeah, she reaches bro. her breaking point. She I understand the rationale where she was like, I understand it she to an extent. She didn't necessarily want to be there, but yeah, I was like, you're just trying to point the you, gun, you, you the blame at someone fingers else. Because yeah. of like a person, like if you didn't want to be there, that's one thing, but like, yeah, it's like just she just didn't want to fess up. blame on her for sure. all this, and I'm like, you could have, I'm not going to say you could have forced yourself to try, because if you don't want to do it, just like, leave, you know? Like, really, who well, are raise you Raise your hand, son, that's your best friend. <laughs> you know there's like things it's like she i hate school, so if i didn't want to do it i just wouldn't do it you know i'm not gonna blame someone else for stuff like that yeah and she like threw this... all the blame on her 
So she eventually finds herself with one of the entities who control the loops. And so what she does, she decides to learn everything from Rico's lifetimes. And then, and the fact that she learned everything, right, and then started to try to use certain things that happened against her is what really hurts. Because I'm like, that's just a, like, that's just straight up messed up. She, she decides to just try to make Rika quit. Not like, mm-hmm. the fact, if you realize what Rika went through, it's like, you just throw her back in this, like, what's, what's the point? And then she Because chooses, of one shitty, ex- you know? She, she, she can choose to let people remember stuff. And I'm like, bro, that's. Actually, she goes on the deep end of this all and she's trying to torture everyone and like try to make Rika give up on her wish and stay in. I think it's Hinamuzi, blah, 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 Japanese words. I can't do it. I, it was there. It was there. I almost had it. But like, I'm like, dang, that's a descent into villainy if you see one. Cause like, it's not like. Oh, yeah. She ends up being become the twisted. Yeah. It's wild. And, like, I want to hope that there's a redeemable factor, but at the same time, I'm like, you went off the big deep end, you know? Yeah, bro, she... Um, bro, when it was on that last episode, I'm like, I hope there's another season announced because you can't just end on this part. Yeah, I wonder, I'm like, I want to know what the hell is going on. Or I want to see what goes on. Bro, like, like it's a trip. I'm, this second half of the season, I got to put in the A tier, though, personally, because... It impressed me. Yeah, it was really good. For sure. Yeah, it was gross and awesome and fucking psychological as fuck. Bruh, it was it was it was fun to watch. I yeah. Once I finish rewatching all the old stuff, it all makes sense to me. I'll be like, ah, oh, yes, big brain hour. Yeah. I'll be able to project Jack, but you know, it'll be nice. That shit has some layers. Yeah. So this series is gonna go into eight tier, Justin. And then we'll move on to the next one. All right, Horror Mia. This one gets to be my controversial opinion because I honestly was not a fan of the series, and this is definitely one of the more popular romances because it's, like, different or something that people like to throw out every time a romance comes out that they really like, so it's always different or something crazy like that. Uh, my issue with Horror Mia is because I end up reading it, and it's not to take away from the series, but, like, if I was watching it, my mindset would have still been the same. The series starts off really interesting and good for, like, a good 20 chapters, the anime does brush through those 20 chapters in like three or four episodes. The thing that the series does, it focuses on all the dramatic plot points and you think, oh, maybe that's not a bad thing. It takes away all the character moments, so that's one of my issues. And secondly, all the dramatic plot points eventually you realize lead nowhere. Like, they mean nothing. That's my biggest issue with the series, even in the manga. Like, I don't like a large portion of the manga because it does this. All I do like is the character moments and it takes away all that from the anime. So I'm watching all these dramatic plot points. It's like, oh, look at this serious romance stuff that's happening. And all of it's like, if you know the context of it, it's all like pretty surface level. Like they go into the characters, character psychology, but not to a deep extent. It's like for like momentary stuff. And it's like, you take away the aspect of them being friends and like enjoying their school life. And it's just a lot of like romance here, romance here, romance here. And I'm like, that becomes all the boring stuff in the series. And it remains boring to me as I'm watching. It's not like they do anything to create more impact. So when yeah, I'm watching it, it's supposed to be the like most, ex- or like the it's main. Just, considering one of the better romance series of the season, like people, it's not a romance. Like I have to make this clear. If you read the series, it is not a romance series. When you're watching it, you will think it's a romance the whole time because they will take all the romance plot points. And to be fair, they did. I think they concluded the whole series from the manga's actual ending. 
because the manga just released its final chapter like last month. So I think they adapted that conclusion because I don't remember reading that. So because it hasn't come out on like the app I use. So that's the only reason I haven't read it. But I'm pretty sure they took that. Which I, I think the ending's fine. It's nice for the series, but like it what it feels like it's trying to tell you, or like it's the growth of these characters, it does not feel like, even while I'm watching it, because it doesn't focus on like a slow development of their relationships. It's just this event, they're closer, they're closer. There's this this like little debacle happens, this little spat happens, you know, it's just a balance of that all happening. Mm-hmm. And like I just take issue to that with the execution of the series. Cause like if I feel like I don't enjoy the manga and you feel like you're doing a worse job of adapting it, like it, take issue with that, you know? So I'm, it's not Demon Slayer tier. I'm not going to say it's that bad. I feel like it still has some level of character enjoyment, but it does take away all the moments I really do enjoy from the series. And that's not to knock the anime, but like, I feel like all the plot points they do focus on because they feel like they lead nowhere in the anime itself, even though they lead nowhere in the series, like it just doesn't feel like it does anything for me. So I'm going to throw in D tier. All right. Idols, very mid-series. Does have some funny moments. I will give it some credit because <laughs> I'm not a monster. Here's a short series. Eight-minute episodes. It's about this group of idols who tried to, you know, make it big in, like, being an idol. And so they it's it's, it's done in uh, C, in mocap, right? So that's the interesting thing. I think it's one of the first anime, if not the only one, done in mocap. So that's that's the draw to it. And where that could lead could be entertaining that it's, like, one of the early ones to do so. So like with an idol show mocap would be really like no, it's, it's pretty nice but it's also like really think about good. think about getting like an actual k-pop group or like a j-pop group mm-hmm. That's and then essentially have, it yeah having them mocap like i don't know what blackpink has a fucking massive following if you gave them an no anime, you you would get uh it, like if you take a popular yeah. enough group, you would get a good following, especially if you made the series. Good. I could see that now, being bitching, dude. This this could be a lead up to something, but the series itself is really simple, and it's like them trying to sell tickets for their concert, and they're an unknown group, and then eventually it's like, oh, we're struggling, we barely have anyone, and then it ends up really happily, and it's like, oh, we have all these people. The thing it lacks is like the characters, they lack a lot of personality and depth. Like the plot's simple and straightforward, so if I was just watching it and the plot was there, you know it'd been fine because it's, it's like a really straightforward and it's short series so i can't hassle it too much because it doesn't like do too much dead weight things the issue is it does have what feels like dead weight especially for the conclusion and what it is and so based on my list i'm gonna have to throw it into stinking demon slayer tier i wouldn't say it's that bad overall <laughs> but like just based off like where i'm ranking things this is where it's gonna go all right, all right. Now, here's an idol show i'm gonna go here's- catch a ball real quick smokable brb all right all right i'll be back for jjk i'm not missing that shit all right don't take too long okay no yeah give me like two minutes all right i got you but here is the show one of my favorite shows this season surprisingly definitely didn't expect this idol show all my idol shows this season just bouncing around like i'm thinking went into a rabbit hole and it's over for me idly pride it is like the Anohana plot of like you have this character and this is going to be spo- slight spoilers for Anohana because I have not watched it fully. So I, if you don't want any spoilers for this or that, but the character starts off, you go through the story and you're like, oh, we're going through, it's following this character. And then you realize at the end of the episode that they're dead, right? Mm-hmm. Like she dies and then she comes back as a ghost and you'll find out the purpose of that later on. But like the whole gist of the series is 
it's a group of idols. One of them is the girl's sister, and the other one is the girl. She gets her heart after heart transplant because she needed it, and then she ends up inheriting her voice, right? And so the guy who used to be her manager is trying to start up groups of or a idol group to you know inherit her will, take her place, try to make it big with that because that's what she wanted. So he wants to complete that job, right? So he gets this group and he he takes these two people and he ends up forming a group with them. And then over the course of the series, he learns the dynamic of the characters, starts gathering people to join them and all that. And you get this character arc for both of the main characters, as well as a decent amount for some of the side characters, not crazy. But the overall plot is seeing her relationship with him and him trying to develop these groups. And only he can see her at least for a good amount of the series, until there's one other girl who can also see her because she's just something she's inherited. And so it's not like a big deal to the overall plot, but it helps for the grand scope of like, you know, communication between certain things and all that. Wait, but, but like that's not how the body works. Can't get somebody's voice from a heart transplant. It happened. Like it. <laughs> listen, listen. You watch anime, like these people be inheriting wills. Like Naruto got that Databayo incarnation in him. Like, what are you supposed to do about it? <laughs> it's like you're not born a god. How are you a god? It's just the way it is, man. You just gotta live with it. It's the plot. Jeez, man. <laughs> but yeah, she inherits. Like they go on their own journey, and the whole thing about them is them trying not to be her. Right, the main character who is like doing the whole production agency. He's like trying to guide them to reach this point of stardom. And over time, they themselves have to learn like, oh, the goal isn't to be like her, uh, the one girl's older sister, right? It's to be their own groups. And so it ends up turning into like, in order to advance, they have like this showdown that happened three years ago when she originally died. It's being redone again for the first time in three years. So their goal is to win. And the only thing I'll say about the ending plot is like they go the route of turning into a tie, you know, between both groups. So they both win. But like it's not terrible. Like the way they do it, it's fine. So I can accept that for the execution of what the plot's going for. But at least like it to be fair, like it gets really sad. Personally, I think it's actually sad. Like I was like actually getting emotional over it. And there's like just few series that do that to me, which is the main thing that impressed me. So like by episode eight, when you're like realizing like that she's the ghost is slowly disappearing and like she's gonna die and like he wants her to see her sister go on this main stage and as well as the group and see them actually win and succeed and so it's a balance of like trying to keep her uh trying to help these groups win trying to manage like he has to give her up in order for them to move on and things like that there's a lot of character arc and character story in that and then in the final episode she does disappear and it's like really emotional but like there's also really good music in this like surprisingly I have a good amount of those songs. I just throw on my playlist because I'm like, these are actually some heat that I actually like to listen to. But that's just like an additive to it. This is one of the few series I will straight up just say it's Moggy Tear. It's one of the few series I gave a nine this season. Sheesh. So that's my opinion. Like if you want to watch an idol show, Troy, I would recommend this one to you if you wanted to like get, like this is not what they're all like. This is a really good one. Bro, I watched uh, Sympho Gear. That one's the goat. <laughs> All right. Next up is bottom tier character Tomozaki or Jokachara Tomozaki-kun. This is the romance series that I actually like this season compared to like Horomiya, which I just thought was like less than mid, you know? 
which I feel bad for. I wish I could enjoy Horomiya more. I just didn't. But Tomozaki-kun follows this character, and he's like, he, he seems like a neat, not gonna lie, like disheveled, like weave type. He's not actually that, but he's like, he's addicted to Smash, right? That's essentially the game he's playing. And like, he views life as like meaningless in his perspective. And so he meets this girl who is also a ranked, high ranked character in Japan. Like he's number one. I think she's number two. That's the general plot to lead things into motion. So you just work with that. And he ends up meeting her up and he just happens to be someone from his school in his class. So she's like, I will improve you as a person because she feels like he's just not impressive as like a human being, which is terrible to say, but that's just what it is. And so she decides to work on him and give, she makes him treat life as a video game for him to improve, right? And so that's what the series starts off with. So he, she tries to help him get a girlfriend, tries to help him like improve his daily standings in life and like interact with more people, get friends and all that. And so it's really interesting to follow and you do actually see his development and his interactions improve. Then you get to the crux of the series that kind of throws you off because I definitely didn't expect the series to take this route. She's not impressed by life. Like she seems like she's disappointed in like what life has to offer at some point. Like she's just always the best and like it feels less meaningful to her. And so he ends up coming to conflict that, with that when he realizes that what his life is having to offer to him now, he might not actually care about it. Like he feels like Maybe it's too much of a game and he can't experience life to the fullest. And so that leads to an at-odds things where he chooses to like do a formal challenge to show. It's like, I will prove to you that life is more than just like living by like preset rules and like cognitions and trying to advance in this way and that you can live by being yourself, which is something he learns throughout the series. There is waifus in this series. That's big plus. Like even the characters that normally I just wouldn't care about, I thought were actually like enjoyable. Like, there's this nerdy girl who like is like really shy and like just isn't outspoken or anything like that. Like normally the type I just don't care about. And I was like, dang, I really like her at the end of the series. And it's like, she's a really enjoyable character. There was best girl Mimi me who's just like has all the sinking personality in the world that just helps carry a good portion of the middle half of the series where he has to help her. Cause she's one of the best friends of the girl, right? Ow, Hinami. And like, they they do a student council thing and she's the one girl who always is in second place to her like she can never just win and so seeing her work with the main character tomozaki try to win even though they end up losing in the end of it like it's just a nice character arc and she just has like the best story arc so far there could be better who knows but like stinking waifu status so i'll give her that i'll put a series in b tier though this is a jimmy hen this is an actual hentai that was listed as an anime and because of that i started watching it and i was like well i'm not gonna back down now wait, issue wait, is wait 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 hold on don't give that excuse <laughs> i mean I, it's pretty You're mid friends like, man you ain't gotta lie i no, nah, that's why i watched it my friend was like oh it's a hentai and i'm like well i already said i was gonna watch it. i'm not gonna not watch it now uh, no you i bet it went down just like this he told right, me, go for it and you searched it up right away I can read your mind. No, it was, Bro, it was on is my Reed, anime list. Is Redo a bopper on this list? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to not try to keep that discussion as long as you're probably going to make it. <laughs> because I didn't, I can't tell from the like. No, it's there. It's thumbnail. there. But yeah. Jimmy Hen is like about this girl. Why we got like, so much hentai on the winter fucking anime play? Okay, this one, like Redo of Healer is like done by an actual anime studio this is done by like 
think this is done by a hentai studio. I don't know why it was on my anime list to begin with in the seasonal, sure. but it made it, which was hilarious. So I was like, oh, I'm still going to watch it, so it doesn't matter. This It's about this girl who's, like, an office worker and, like, the guy who's also an office worker, and he's like, oh, she's, like, one of those girls who just look like, you know, she ain't much special. And then, like, when she, like, does herself up, she, like, looks really good. And, like, his boss, like, coincidentally sets up what happens to be the meeting between them. And then, you know, it's a hentai, so they do it the one night, and then every episode, there has to be a sex scene, you know. That's literally what the purpose of it is. It's It's... It's really boring, though. It's like, I don't know what to say. It's not that entertaining, especially, like, if I go by the plot, it's, like, really convenient. And then eventually he's like, oh, I actually do love you. And then it's like, okay, we'll get in a relationship and all that. So. Yeah, then at that point, you're just watching people in a relationship fuck. And then it's like. I mean, it doesn't reach that point until the last episode, right? But, like, it's not anything special. Like. Personally, because it's like so mid, I would say C tier, but honestly, I think it was a little boring. So I'd say D tier because like it's not terribly animated or anything that you would watch hentai for. So like whatever hentai qualities it has, it's not the worst Thor. So I'm not going to like shoot it down. All right. This is it, Troy. Speak. You see the list? I see the list. Oh, yeah, it's him. Um... Dude, yeah, this show could have carried. This show, a, a Easy season. Demon Slayer tier, right? I think yeah. This thing was some boogie, some boogie woogie. This was bull- some boogie woogie crap right here. Like, it was negative five hundred thirty thousand IQ. Like, who could even watch this? But yeah, it's actually the only show that has Megumi Fushigiro. So it's has Megumi uh, has Nobra. Nobra yeah, is it's foggy tier. Bro, Nobra in Stinking the Resonance scene is like, bro, I have that on my phone. Like, that scene bro, where you have the paint. She's driving, and she's she's driving nails into herself. Bro, it's like, so hot. I, it's so good. It's, that's that's a wife. It's so good. That's the and, waifu of the and season. And she's not so even the only up. waifu of the stinking show. Like, a lot of the females in the series, I'm just like. JJK has female supremacy. Like, full stop, bro. bro. It's so good, like, and they're not like bad, they're just good. There's no, none of them are soccer characters. None of them, like, we literally watched Nobara hit a fucking black flash, the Bro, simultaneous is... black no, flash with just like them doing their things, and then it just Bro, I was, I was getting goosebumps during that fight, man. That last episode, Mappa, Mappa has no business, and the Fushiguro fight before that was. Bro, in the episode before when he does stinking Chimera Garden, oh my gosh, and he was going crazy, and he was showing all those emotions. Bro, he's it's... going ballistic, dude. He snapped. He's like, "You're," he's like, "This is the motherfucker that's been jiving on my sister." Here's my domain. I was uh, like, oh. "He's got all these beasties crawling on the dude." I was like, "This mm. is so metal. This is so gangster." Yeah, but yeah, I will say this series like. Honest opinion is like the one series that when I read it weekly, I'm like, dang, I hope the One Piece chapter this week is as good as this because like the plot now, because no breaks and like depressing, like it's like, oh yeah, we just killed some people. We're going to have a whole arc that sets up more of this intentionally. And I'm like, can you not? Like, I just need a break. I need like a good three to four chapters that are like nice and loving and peaceful, but hell no, there's no breaks in the series. See, this is fantastic. The thing with this when I read it is... It's like it does something different than when other animes kill off a character that's really like liked. 
instead of like just continuing with the same character. I don't say any names because this is. Oh, I'm not gonna say the names. This is some stuff. Yeah. When other animes kill them off and then they just continue with the main characters, they, with they, Jujutsu Kaisen, they're continuing with like they're bringing in more people and like yeah, the, the cast is ever changing, ever evolving, and like a death has to be treated like a death in these circumstances. It's not like oh they died, let's dedicate like this like whole moment to this character who may or may not die it's like all right we're gonna we're gonna go through it we'll give them their little moment but like the moment it happens you don't have time to like do that neji hug and like you know be like oh yes i've lifted my burdens all that crap no it's like you as the reader get to see that death the other characters don't get to experience that that's the way you experience that death or any injuries or damages like you you're the only one who's seeing that perspective everyone else is just like oh that happened like whoever's there who sees it it's like that happened or you get there too late and you realize what happened is it's some intense stuff like i can't even say one of the characters because it's so depressing like i just think and make myself cry over it because i just it's such a such a hurtful loss like i can't do it man bro yeah i'm I'm literally i'm not about to read it just because i thought no i'm I'm glad that that goes they go so fucking stupid even in the next arc that isn't going to be adapted in the movie i'm certain it's going to be season two star plasma vessel arc which is what is known as gojo's flashback arc that scene in the manga like when you have a flashback and you follow characters that you know certain events are going to happen usually they have less impact because you know what's going to happen for most people it was one of those things that i read that i was so impressed by this is like if i go by the series my top two arcs because there's literally two arcs after this is that arc and shubia Shubia is thinking one of the best shonen arcs, I think, in like overall shonen. I'm not even say modern era. I'm not gonna like hash it for that. Like it's legit up there as one of my favorites. And then Star Plasma Vessel, which is like right behind it. And like that's being that's being carried carried by Gojo and other characters who you'll know when you know. And just it's so impressive how well they do the characters. I think that's like the main strong point of the series and like things like this in One Piece and like Hunter Hunter, when you have good characters to follow, the char- the world itself feels like it's enhanced by having them around. And like Gojo is just one of my favorite characters of all time just because of his personality that it just Yeah, Gojo I'm not comparing Hisoka to Gojo, so don't fucking right, yeah, you're fine, me. fine. But like you know how like the mood and everything changes when Hisoka's on the screen. When mm-hmm. Hisoka's there on Greed Island. They they have that energy, man. It becomes a new it becomes this different dynamic. Like, I think Greed Island improves once you bring him in because it does yeah. feel a little like slower and more and, like, stale compared to the, the other second, parts of the series. The second Gojo shows up uh an example uh in that bubble that's supposed to when keep he him breaks out, through obviously you know it's, it's like way more Hisoka's entrance was him showering. Gojo's yeah, it was him in a bath, you know, swinging. Yeah, like they're com- they fill different roles. Blah blah blah. I'm not getting, but just like the fact that like even him talking outside of the bubble, talking to the other principal mm-hmm. and being like, he puts his hands on it and he's like, "Oh, this is supposed to keep me out." A, just this like, is a me ceiling barrier. You guys, <laughs> this is a me ceiling barrier. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you chill with it, too. Yeah, I'm like. You are making this scene better just by you just by be- existing. Yeah. I was like, he's that level of a character. Like they do an OP character so well in the series. And the way they develop the plot around him in later arcs is just impressive. Because Star Plasma Vessel sets up the character arcs to build up to the Shibi arc. And it just 
when you watch it like i'm so excited for you to watch it like it's gonna be so good like me rereading it because i reread it because my other friends were reading it and i was like reading those scenes and i'm like it's done so good like i get to feel emotions from a shonen series and it's like just so nice to feel a level of impact from things that just feel like they're done seasonally so, enough so was um i'm not gonna spoil anything but i'm gonna talk to you Rashan. yeah in the flashbacks are the person they're trying to have a mind transplant with the current villain no because she never switched right no she never switched but the but the guy but, but the guy that used to be the friend like this is this is what this is all gets explained in chapter zero which is so volume zero which is going to get a movie this winter which yeah, is I'm excited for that. fantastic because I think like this would be another arc up there. It's a prequel because it came out before the main series and it was not supposed to be a Shonen Jump series to begin with. So the darkness and aspects of that are definitely more sane and like the series does eventually get back into that vibe. But everything that's happened now in the series is all like the Shonen stuff of the series. After this, I, I hope Justin will agree with me. It does not feel as shonen as it sells itself at in the beginning. Like it feels like a different series. No, well, I was talking about, you know, they were transporting the girl. But yes, the main guy, he is the villain. But the, the villain who is actually the villain who does take over him is the one who's explained to be the... And Troy, are you fine with this small spoiler? Nope. Okay, you're not. So, it's the immortal guy, right? The it's, guy it's, they the were one, to... it's the one who's explained to have done those other experiments. It's that guy, and he can do certain things. It's not the guy who they were trying to switch with. It's a different guy. Wait, the so guy who they're trying to switch with is the leader of the stinking institution, right? And so he, he's going to get revealed and all that. That's He's not the villain. Oh, because I saw the stitches and I was like, man, I swear. Like, it has to do with the mind and everything. No, that's a different guy. But it, what yeah. you're thinking of is that guy. It's the, it's the, when you see the stitches, the stitches are, you know who that is. That is the guy who existed. They mention him in the anime by name. He existed so many years ago. He used to be a big villain. He tried to do these experiments, and that's why you get into the cursed womb arc. Okay. That plot point around him is why that happens, and it, it you you understand what it means once you get there. But like, I'll, the anime, the what Mappa did was just so impressive. Like, I'd give it as like Magi tier based off of like the first half probably would have been like A tier, maybe B tier, if we were going off manga standards because the series does take time to grow on its own. I think it does good execution, but like when you get to what Mappa did with this series, like I feel like it's no contest. You can throw this in Moggy there, right, Troy? No, dude, Mappa snapped. It was fucking like, stupid. Animation wise, like I know people are like, oh yes, Demon Slayer has better animation. Demon Slayer had better animation for scenes. This was no, 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 no. Demon Slayer had awesome. Like, I'm not gonna knock Demon no, no, no. Slayer for the anime. Was coupled with really awesome, perfectly themed music or not music perfect, but perfectly like scored moments mm -hmm. yeah i don't think jjk i don't think like, the music moments were better but like when they no. had like certain songs bro, for action her, scenes bro that was that fucking bullet bro get the fuck out of here that's all, as good as anything demon slayer to did. toto yuji fighting and when they switched the music three <laughs> times in that episode because it's the start with uh megumi and thinking uh toge inumaki fighting him and then they switched the music again when yuji and uh Toto appear and they switch it again when that second half of the fight starts when the uh, Hanami starts like controlling the plants and all that bro that episode is like some heat just between the music changes I'm like I really like the soundtrack of the series because it's like really good action music 
that builds up the tension and all that. But like, but yeah, it's not like man. Demon Slayer is like Demon Slayer fits its theme really well. Like, I like Demon Slayer it's music like more because like, Titan I like that historical sounding Japanese music. Yeah, it's like the way cinematic. But like, JJK music is music I can listen to over and over and over because it's like, bro, it's just a bop, you know. Like, especially oh, for yeah. those action scenes, bro. Just, but yeah, they like animation wise, there's nothing. Demon Slayer did just like solely off of like the imagery that JJK can't counter, you know, like mm-hmm. what's it called? Deep purple or whatever. Stinking purple, man. Yeah, like mm. I'm sorry, what? Gojo. Gojo alone, like they put world's worth of oh, budget in. We in already this talked man. about it, but Demon Slayer doesn't have a scene that touches the fucking double Black Flash, Nobara, Yuji, Black Flash simultaneously. It's such a good scene, man. So good. And it's like way more. I love the scene with where Tanjiro cuts the demon's head off with the fire thing. Mm-hmm. But the one, my least favorite part, I'm like, she I gets mean, my issue with that is, now. is like the plot, like convenience. Yes, that that's what I'm then, saying. And then exactly. they redact that the next episode, and which is the one thing when I watched the episode, I said, I feel like they're not going to go through with this, and they're going to do something else. And like you just made this whole arc and like built him up. And, like, this is just, like, one of the plot issues I end up having with Demon Slayer later on. So, not to take away from yeah. that, but, like, and then what's that moment had less impact him? because of Giyu showing up, right? Like, dude, because it was one of those things that I was, like, I hope this and Nobara, like... They did their thing on their own. Megumi took down an S-ranked demon on... They all bro, did it. It's so meta. Like, it's, it's so literally... Good. It's not even, like, contrived in any way. It's believable. Mm-hmm. It fucking is, like... The culmination of and like, like taking away the animation and it. like the plot itself and getting to see the characters actually grow and you actually see them as a that's unit. what I'm saying, bro. It's because nice. we we know Yuji can fucking clap ass. We've mm-hmm. seen him do it the whole, but to see Nobara and Megumi be like actually fighting and beating S rank demons, you're like, or it's satisfying. It's, <clears throat> you get the arc. Yeah, it's like, bro. Now that's a good place to end. My 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 it. last thoughts on JJK. Before it all, I'm going to tell, if you're watching, anyone, this is like the last happy-ish moment that you'll get with these characters because after this, it's Gojo's flashback, right? Just just so you know. And if that's too big of a spoiler, uh, too bad, I guess. Don't really care. You follow a bit of Gojo, and there is some happy moments, and then you get to the second half of that, and it's depressing. And then you get to Shibuya, and you think, oh, this will be a simple arc, and then it just slowly goes down a rabbit hole of how bad can we make this arc feel? And get into your mind of like how stinking uncir- like unfortunate these people live, because that is like a rough arc to go through. I, it's a fun experience, I will say. But reading that weekly was not fun. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like you know, being a sorcerer does not seem like a fun job. No, you like this is like one of those things that like a shonen series is like. You want to know how bad it is to be like quote unquote a hero? What you got to go through? This is what you're getting from this series, and it's like yeah. It's you like know, in it's the impressive. conversation of like shows you don't want to be Ishikaid into. No, hell no. I'm not me. Mm-mm. I like, mean, for the white yes. That, that might turn me over. But yeah, that, that's true. Does Nobara need a punching bag? I mean, shoot. Maymay may is my top just because stinking Maymay just hits different. But Nobara is up there for facts. 
Nobara okay. been fine the whole series. Like, I got like always, Miwa, Maki. I always like, thought every Nobara female was like a Udahime with the stinking scar is. Oh, you what's her useless Miwa or Miwa? Thinking love her personality is so good. I'm like, bro, what is up with the? It's all this. It's a sea of waifus. Bro, like, oh. the arc they do with her, I still get sad over. But ignoring that, because we're gonna move on. Kai Bu Rumune, uh, Rumune, uh, mystery specialist. It's about a doctor who does mystery diseases. It's episodic, but beyond being episodic, it does have a slight minor subplot that weaves together the series, where you get to see his uh, interactions with his patients, how he develops them, um, other character interactions. This was one of the sleeper shows of this season. Like, I actually really did like this. And when I watched it, I'm like, it was one of the few shows that I, like, had emotional connection to with the characters and the plot. I'm not going to go too deep because it's episodic. So if I explain something, it's not going to really tell you much about the series. But the main character, even though the poster I still think looks dumb, it's almost the reason I didn't watch it. This was one of my favorite shows of the season. And it follows him. And he's a very quirky guy, but he's actually, like, very heartwarming, and he has a goal to help people, and he's willing to put his life on the line to help people. And seeing that and how he interacts with his patients and how, like, sinister he can feel at times is a nice interaction in contrast to how he seems all dopey and the way he does act. And I'm going to throw this into A tier. Damn, the sleeper. The wild card. It's legit one of, I'd say, is the sleeper because I really enjoy it. Kimono Jihen, Shonen series that came out. And I'm, if, if I start talking really fast, it's because it's getting late and I want to get into wrap-up mode because we still have this whole list to get into. So I won't go too in-depth with most of these. But Kimono Jihen is um, uh, it's a Shonen series that follows a group of kids. It does have a kid cast, and they're all like 13, 14-ish. And so the thing I like about the series, it does give all the kids an arc, and you get to see their growth and development. And I think the characters are the main drive of the series. The subplots behind them are a little here and there. Like, they're not necessarily my favorite. But what you get for the characters and to grow the cast works really well. And I think at certain points, the execution can be a little slow or, like, a little forced. And when I say forced, I mean, like, certain character perspectives and interactions. I was like, oh, to make this happen, we got to push this a little more. So let's make them Mm -hmm. seem more drastic, right? It's not necessarily a terrible thing. But it does take away from, like, investment in certain moments, right? CW-esque. No, it's not that bad, but like, you know, it it does take away from some of the character moments, but overall, it does land and I really enjoyable series. I'm going to put into B tier. All right. Uh, Is this uh, I'm a Spider, so what? One of the Isekai series that came out this season, it looks like two of them are next to each other. Both actually really good. So if you want good Isekai, Justin, I'm telling you these next two series. I heard this one's pretty good. Yes, the light novels, a lot of my friends have read it, and so they really like it. It's up there with, like, some of their favorite series, and they say the animation, the anime does a good enough job, and, like, I was invested in it already, so it's fine of whatever opinions are. But like, like um, the time I got reincarnated as a slime? Because I like season one. I haven't I, two yet. Okay, slime season two, because it should be on this list, really good. This, season one, if I was going to compare season one of this to, like, that, of what's happened so far, because this is going to continue into next season. I think this has done a better job of like exploring the world. Like the main character, it's either, it's like you either like the main character or not, same with Slime, because that is where most of the plot comes from. The difference between this is there's more than just her as the main character. Like she's spider focused, but there's also the hero world you have to focus on. There's the plot points where um, time isn't necessarily linear in the series. So it does make more sense over time because eventually you realize that different characters have different timelines 
and then <coughs> it's just one of those things that you realize because of certain events happening and then you once you pay attention to it and all but overall like you're focusing on her growth as a character and where she leads on to but it's still a mystery and a lot of it is still a mystery because you have multiple character arcs happening and journeys happening and trying to see where they go and who's the narrator at this time who's the main focus where is this all going to lead and so her timeline is happening in the past that's a spoiler but like eventually you do realize that and the hero storyline happens in the future so like when certain events happen you're like oh why is this character here why is that character here i think it has a really good plot it's done in mostly cg i think there's very little 2d work in it but it's really good cg like it's the studio that did berserk 2016 which has notoriously bad cg i think it actually looks for the most part because there are some cg scenes that don't look up to par but for the like most of it's done in cg and it looks really good and so this is like one of my examples of good CG. So when I see people complain about CG like this, and I'm like, listen, if you've ever forced yourself to watch something in bad CG and you watch something like this, this is good. And it doesn't even look bad. It looks really good and it works for the series, right? But like plot-wise, there is deeper complex, like big brain things that's happening the whole time. And it's a fun series to watch. And I throw it in A tier. Mushoko Tensei one of what is considered the grandfather of modern isekai where people get hit by trucks and get sent to another world. Read the manga for this as well. The manga I heard is like Bro, a lesser version of the light novel, which is this usually- shit is sus as fuck. I know this show. No, it's a really good show if you watch it. You mean Granted, the one where like the grown ass adult pervert gets sent back into a new world as a child? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. That's sus. Yeah, that's real sus. I mean, this is what would happen in the isekai world. And it's usually what does happen in most isekai worlds, but it's under the premise that people are good people who would never do such a thing, you know. And, like, he yeah, has the mentality of his that's previous That's kind of what's... That's the tweaky thing about fucking S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero. Where it's like, he wouldn't do that. As soon as you got they don't do that shit. He wouldn't rape her. No, that would, that would be bopper, a reader of healer. That's what S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero secretly is, just chooses not to be. That's that's still my fear now because I'm like now Fumi's too good-hearted of a person, but he wouldn't be on that deep of an end. But he no, dude, be I'm like, pretty sure not Fumi's banging the little Philo chick. Probably probably would have been rough and all that, you know. <laughs> He's yeah. Mushoko Tensei follows this guy, and because mm-hmm. he is like older and he has certain knowledges and stuff, because it doesn't honestly focus too hard on like him as a kid. Like him as a kid is for the most part will be like probably season one, season two of what's gonna be in the show. But, like, eventually he does grow up, and then you have him, like, there's another plot to his, like, character and all that that will happen later on. But, like, a lot of this stuff is more of his character development and his growth into this world. And at first, he treats it like an isekai where things work out and are well. What's going to happen in season two is a lot of the stuff that changes his perspective and his views and his mindset on, like, the world that he lives in. And to be fair, even if he is an adult mindset, he's still, like, a child now. So, like, the things that happen, even though he is weird it would be like a perverted kid because it's weird because I do have friends who are like, oh yeah, I, I learned about porn and stuff like that when I was like eight. And I'm like, I just, I just, one of those things that I learned like really late in the game. And I was like, oh, that's the thing that people learn about early. Like, crazy. Well, it's bro, like, it's like the thing, you know, in like One Piece, mm-hmm. how like Momo gets to shower with like Robin and shit. Lucky bastard, yeah. <laughs> Momo is actually a kid. Yeah, so and he's that level of perverted, you know. So he's like, like a perverted kid. This is like an adult showering with Robin with like 
in a kid's body, like piloting a kid avatar. To be fair, he does have a level of control. Granted, there are times where it's well, like, no, but oh, like, why would hold he up, do hold up. Thing, but... This is what I mean. Momo is young enough that he's probably not filing away Robin's body in the spank bank, whereas this other guy would because he's an adult in a kid. I, I don't know. I he's mean, I feel, adult, like, I feel like you give too much credit brain. for the innocence of kids because like <laughs> when I was in school, I was like, dang, people are at this. Like, it was just weird to me. But like at some point, I'm like, Oh, is this a normal thing? Like, I just did not know. So maybe Bro. it's just like a level of degeneracy people have to go through. But I'm certain he's relatable to some people if they're in the circumstances. Granted, some people would probably take it further. He does have control. I will give him a level of credit. He doesn't have the most control in the world, but he does have control and he is reasonable and he does carry himself well. And the plot for an isekai is definitely like one of the best isekais I've gotten to watch in like, a hot minute granted this season had a lot of good isekai so i'll give it credit like i think every isekai this season is going to be b tier above but this one's going into a tier and it will be continued this summer non non-biori non-stop this is a slice of life series between like these elementary school girls and it's like really episodic and it's it's like a slice of life like wholesome enjoyable things with like decent comedic beats and stuff like that like there's like some really funny episodes and, like, it's just enjoyable series to watch and enjoy. Uh, I'm not going to say too much because, like, there's no real plot to explain for it. But, like, it's just one of those series I enjoy watching. This is the third season, so I'm going to put in the B tier because it's just I find it to be an enjoyable series. Um, Oridake Last Dungeon is a series about a guy. This is a really perverted one. This is, like, like your fan service one that doesn't have, like, great fan service, but it's fan service intent where it's a guy who has this power and he can use the great sage and whatnot and that's like his power so eventually he wants to be stronger and become a hero and all that and so to do so he finds out where this last dungeon where only he can enter is that's why the series called that and so he meets this waifu who's actually this like stinking old being who's been trapped in this cave or this dungeon for so long and she can't escape and so she gives him his powers because she can't like interact or anything because she's trapped there so now he has her powers, and now he's going to try to become stronger. In order to do so, he needs to increase his LP, which is more or less lewd points, but it's like life points because they want to be nice and stuff. In order to increase them, he has to be in lewd situations, which is where the fan service comes in. And it's like, like this is like one of those isekais that you'd want to have those powers in just because it's like, dang, imagine this guy having this type of life. Like, that's impressive. But like, the plot is just, I think the plot's really bad. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a good series by any means. And like, the fan service, I don't think, is good enough to, like, be like, oh, yeah, this is, like, works. Like, you know, there are, like, waifus in it. It has decent enough situations and scenarios, but the plot is really boring. And it's all to lead to, like, fan service, but, like, all the events that happen, I feel like he's just a really dumb character half the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's really the, what you're watching for, if you're watching, would be the fan service. So I'm going to put in Demon Slayer tier. Because I, I just don't find it to be, like, a good show by any means. Like, there's aspects of it that are decently enjoyable, but, like, it's it's not that good. So, next up, Promise Neverland, Season 2. Troy, I'll have you start with your thoughts, even though you didn't finish it. Um, fuck it. Demon Slayer. Right. If I was going to go on the season itself, like, the first, first couple episodes I thought were okay, like, enough to justify C tier. Episode 5, I think, is, like, the worst part of the season. I'm not the mindset where the ending is bad because they didn't sell itself to be that and it didn't do that. And so like the people, the complaints people have that it's like, 
oh, you shortcutted everything that happened. Like it didn't happen in the series. So if it's a slideshow, it doesn't really matter. It's not relevant because the gist of the series ends during that episode anyways. So season five is a low point. Parts of episode 12, I think were executed like not that well. But like episodes like, I want to say it was nine through 11 were like some of my favorite parts of like the show outside of like the ending of like season one where you do have that they're finally escaping. So you have Ray and uh, Emma's story and like mother's story, you know, mother Isabel and all that, mm-hmm. which is like my favorite parts of the show. But personally, I don't think this season is as bad as people say, because eventually I'll read the manga. And like, so to me, like the manga and anime being different, this is why I like to clarify, like there's still two different things. So if it doesn't sell what the manga is, it's not its job because it's an anime. Anime does not have to be constricted to a manga. And people already gave flack to the manga for its ending. So it's like, if you chose to do things differently, why give it flack? And especially if it didn't give it to you, like, are you going to hate it because it didn't give you something or because like what it gave you was bad? Like, those are two different things to me. And so based on the execution of the anime, after it gets out of the plot point, now I've seen its differences of certain things. So I can see why people are disappointed. But the fact that it wasn't that and it didn't tell itself to be that, that's why I'm going to preface like overall, I was going to put the series into B tier until like certain parts of the ending just felt like lackluster, especially what they do with Peter Ratry's character. Cause it feels like they rush a lot of emphasis to plots to like reach this like happy ending, you know, feels really convenient towards the end. For, yeah, like the character literally... execution for certain scenes, I thought were actually good. And like the development for the demons in the demon world and how that enhances itself in the series and those minor plot developments that happen because Emma, who she is, who she is. So personally, it would have ended up in C tier for me towards the end of the series. But like, I feel like it's like one of those things that personally, I feel like it's unfair to be like, this isn't like this. So let's, cause I love one piece, but if I'm going to base the series off the anime and like, then what am I going to roast the anime the whole time? I still enjoyed the anime. Like, even if it doesn't feel like in the same vein as the manga at some parts, especially towards post time skip, you know, well, yeah. But you can explain your opinions because this is just because I view things the way I do. If you want to, it's like you know. One Piece. It's not a thing about. Like One like, Piece hasn't taken away arcs, so yeah, they don't. They didn't steamroll or take away. They just extend shit and do a bunch of extra running and add length and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. They flat out took some of the best shit from the manga and just like steamrolled it so that they could force their happy ending. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, I don't feel like you guys earned that. Like, not not in the slightest. I, I think that might, because, might be because you read the manga and there's certain things you wanted out of it. Because I don't think it doesn't take itself away to not earn it, because it does focus on the essential like character motivations behind it all. So when you get to the conclusion, you're like, okay, this makes sense for the story. It does feel really convenient in the sense. And that's like one of the biggest issues I have with the series. It's like, all right, things work out really well. But like for what the anime did, like, cause I'm going to read it. And if I like the uh, manga more, or if I like it less, I'll think of no when I eventually read it. But like it, it, it focuses more on the characters. And that's like one of the things I care about the first season. I just don't think the first season was like fantastic at all the character developments. And so when you get to the season and you don't have like a true conclusion to everything, it does take away from the overall series, but that's just my thoughts on the series, you know, just from the anime perspective. I don't think it takes away too much from the plot. I think the plot could be better, but the main thrust of like 
trying to, you know, enhance relationships with the demons, but also like try to save yourselves and like your generation and move on is like, I think is a good way they did the plot, at uh, least the essentials yeah. of it. I don't know. It just seemed like what I, they didn't earn the thing where they start working with the demons. Uh, part of the reason that you would believe people, they're kids. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. These are kids who are bred to be eaten by demons and have been yep. chased by demons the second they got off the floor. Them mm-hmm. aligning with demons is not something that just like happens quickly. The reason that they are so down to align themselves is because every time they encounter humans, it turns out they're complete cocksuckers. And like, there's just a really good arc they eliminated, a really awesome character they got rid of that like helps reinforce the idea that like, humans are just as shitty as demons and it needs to be about your survival and like it doesn't matter who you're aligning with you just need to pick the best side for your survival Mm -hmm. but they were like we're really just like you guys want to see the demon society dude it's fucking sick emma's got a gun it's like all right all right. I mean, to be fair, the anime does focus more on the relationships they had with the demons and like the more positive aspects of it all. And like, because you know the person Emma is, I feel like personally, the way they do it, it makes sense. Especially when like they do meet like demons and that they feel slightly humanized and you get to understand the, th- the gist of the world and why Emma wouldn't just want to needlessly kill. So, like, because she is that focal point, to me, it makes sense with what they did. Now, like to be fair i don't think it's necessary that they need to think humans are bad unless like there's a plot point that needs to emphasize humans are bad in order for them to like want to align with demons because i feel like the things you have with sonya and mujika you know make enough sense that it's like okay we interact with them and they're like good and then eventually there's a way to make demons you know that's not just, need to rely on humans no, that's just two demons for like an episode and a half it's like it's like two episodes but like you interact with them and like they do have like and you can realize that there's more to what your thoughts are plus you do have an interaction to know that there's more humans who do work against you like they do have those interactions it's not like they don't have an unjustified like reason or anything like that like they still have enough of a reason and their end goal isn't to like interact positively with anyone by any means it's just to get to the human world and hope that you're not going to be chased to be thinking food the whole time yeah but the idea to get to the human world like i don't know there's never really that like moment of like i think overall there's never a good enough reason for it other than just to get out of demon world and that just stays the through line of the series but that's something that's established early on to begin with well no but there's never any like they have no they want to go to the human world or whatever but then it's like well humans suck and you're just like well the only humans you've ever met are farmers so like as far as the show goes, they've only ever met mothers and they only know about the existence of mothers mm-hmm. like within the walls. Yeah. So it was just like, you would think they'd be going, they'd want to go out to the human world. And it was just like, no, we're just going to rush to the demon society. Well, that's not what they do. Like their end game is still to go to the human world. Cause I know you didn't, 
finish it. So, like, in terms of the anime, you can only say so much. But I'm not trying to take away anything that you say or anything like that. But, like, what the anime chooses to show, I think, executes their end goal to make enough sense. Like, I, even, even if it's not the same as what you got, I think that everything makes enough sense. So even when it happens, like, it's not like, oh, you're taking away from this because it didn't happen. Like, you show enough to finish your own story. So, like, if it's unsatisfying because it's not the same thing, that's one thing. But, like, no, like I in just, my personal I don't, opinion, like, they, they don't tell their think... story even though it's not the same. And it Bro, makes how sense. many episodes was this season? It's 11. So they go... Because of a two-episode encounter, two-episode encounter with two demons, they do a complete 180 on. Well, they mention it's a year time skip, and then you run into Norman, and like they interact with Demon Society, so you have some level of like, okay, they've interacted, and then you see certain interactions, and it's like, and then you get to that part with Norman and his group and like their struggles. Granted, I think that it's like one of the other issues is like his group of people didn't have like the best development, so when you get to the end stuff, and like they kind of just join simply you know it's very convenient but like there's reasons behind it because it's like if someone gave you and told you we do Bro, have an answer if, it's like what, what if would convenient you do? is a word then like not being satisfying is usually a byproduct of that like mm, i only disagree with that because like almost every anime is convenient and like if i have to enjoy something like being convenient is like not enough to just take away something from me well no but like plot being convenient of having like the main character save someone is like one thing, but having just like something happen for plot convenience is different where it's just like, we're abandoning our morals for plot because we need to, have the next thing happen now well i don't think any morals are abandoned for the most part i think they at least get enough of the character stuff to where you see where the characters go like it might not have the level of development to reach the same end goal that the manga did but it also didn't do what the manga did and it was more concise to the point it was going for so the main emphasis is chose like made enough sense to me but like depending on if justin has an opinion or not you know we'll see where he'll choose to put it, but, like, I'd say it'd balance out and it'd go into D tier. Like, based on the anime, if you were an anime-only watcher and, like, you watched it, I don't think you'd have had as bad of an experience if Uh, it was different. No, my sister rage quit on episode six. Well, if it's on that episode, I understand why. Because that was that transition episode. So if you stop there, like, that's... Because episode no, five, I think, was terrible. Like, I think yeah, they a bad no, job she with watched it. episode and five episode six. and then watched it's episode such a six whiplash. and stopped. Because she, yeah. like, that was literally her two favorite shows are Attack on Titan, Promise Neverland. Mm. So she, she thought she was going to be eating this year, and then Promise Neverland did what it did. She's anime only, and she texted me. It was like, "What the fuck happened to Promise Neverland?" No, those those are the two I episodes like, I'll say. I, don't, I, said, you, I don't know. I stopped watching. If you stop there, that makes sense to me because I think episode five is just really bad. So when I was watching, I was like, this episode's terrible. And then you get to episode six, and I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. And then eventually you see where it goes. But like those two episodes, like if you do if you're someone who drops stuff, then like like I only have this opinion because I made it so far. If I stopped at episode five, I'd have a different opinion, you know. All right. Yeah, I'd 
I stopped at episode one when I found out they got rid of the best fucking character for what would have been this season. Well, it I happens. Like, I was like, all right, never mind. Fuck you guys. It'd be like just stop. Imagine like if One Piece, the anime was just like, you know what? Impel down. You know, it's not that important. You'd be like, I'm sorry, what? They're like, we're just going to skip right to the war. Like, he's saving Ace now. And you're like, no, but he, Mr. Two, and there's people in there, and poison, and he meets the bitch with the big head. And so it's like, no, nah, it's not important. To be fair, I think personally it'd be more like, I'm disappointed that they didn't include it type thing. Like, if it exists in the manga. Like, it purely depends on execution. Definitely wouldn't feel as good, which is probably the thing I'll say when I read it. Granted, if I don't like the ending and stuff like that, my opinion will be very different on the series, regardless. Like, it's one of those things, like, you can take it away. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll do a bad job, but it's just going to be like, well, you know, it's not the same. Granted, my opinion, if it exists in the manga, it doesn't have to exist in anime. It's just nice if it exists in anime, but it's not a necessary thing I need. You well, know? it's like, why are, I just you prefer making, it. why are you making an adaptation if you're not going to, like, adapt it? I don't know. That's most adaptations to usually like most adaptations like even if there's like different there's there's a lot of series that do have differences granted it's a lot of smaller series so for them to do it for a bigger series it does have more like eyes on it when all this happens so that's just the case for it you know yeah it's not like as big as my hero but yeah like if my hero just like no, it's one of the bigger psychological series that's out and it's a show so it has a lot of coverage if my hero just fucking cut out like Right, but my hero gets section. a lot of flack randomly on Twitter for like random scenes that don't look the same in the manga. Like that happens like all the time. It's like the weirdest hate you would see for a series. Well, that's like individual panels. I'm saying like if they just literally like imagine if they just took out this entire next arc and we just never saw Shinzo be cool. Well, just... they could take out this whole next arc and I would be fine because I don't care about this whole next arc. <laughs> no, dude, I have no interest in watching my hero i'm gonna watch it but like this is like one of my least favorite arcs in the series for certain plot points that happen that's all most of this shit just sucks all right while you try to find out where justin is and message him i'm gonna continue through i'm assuming this is gonna end up in d tier i don't know because he's thinking extend episode and it's the only reason i've thinking went off topic here but next up re-zero oh there he is Hey Justin, we can't have you leaving, man. We gotta we gotta wrap this up, my guy. But all right. Promise Neverland, we're gonna put in D tier because I said C. And if you didn't hear what I said, Promise Neverland, we're gonna put in D tier because I said C and Troy said Demon Slayer. So you said C or D? D. I said C, Troy said Demon Slayer, so it averages out. ReZero hey, is what? Oh, I was about to say what's the next one? Oh, yeah, ReZero. Second half of uh, season two, honestly, like, when I watched Mushoko Tensei and Spider, I'm like, these are some of the best Isekai watch. And ReZero was, like, at certain, like, season one was, like, okay to me, and then season, first half of season two, I'm like, it had really good parts, and then the ending kind of, like, slipped for me. This part of the show was, like, straight, like, heat, like, nine out of ten, ten out of ten episodes, almost every episode. Like, this was so satisfying to watch. The character arcs, the growth, the story, like, everything was executed really well. Like, seeing Amelia's growth as a character, especially if you watch the movie and the side story, it lands. Subaru doesn't feel like an annoying, like, crybaby the whole time, like how he usually just feels to me. Like, he actually feels like a decent character. The other side characters, like, B 
Beatrice, uh, the new ones, Garfield and uh, Otto actually has an arc and all that. All the characters work really well. Soundtrack OST fits with the series. All the arcs land it. Smoggy tier. Yes. All right, Troy. Say your quick opinions on Redo a Healer, and then I'll say my opinions because they're always Redo a Healer. <clears throat> the show's weird as fuck. Fantasy fulfillment. I think the guy who wrote that needs to. Not be a guy. It's a female, but yes. It's a girl who wrote that. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Is she okay? Does I mean, she does she know her dad? Probably not. That's rude to say, but I doubt her and her dad are on great terms. <laughs> and I guess she's got some weird kinks because it literally feels like wish fulfillment on it feels like she's checking off boxes of her kinks, being like, What do I like? BDSM check, rape check, bopping. Sorry, fuck my bad. She's like, got these things. She's like, I like this. I like when people's minds are broken and when they lose their memories. It's just like, she's like, you know what? Add some pee. He's like, fuck yeah, add some pee. <laughs> like, I understand that, like, his character development is, you know, he goes through some version of an arc. But I mean, he does. That but arc like, is effectively justifying. He, he, he doesn't want to be a good person. He's he's driven by revenge, and he wants to have that level of like hatred towards people in order to continue his goal. Like that's a part of his character. He's not a good character. I'm never going to argue that he's like a nice, innocent character who wants to be good. No, it's about like the cruelty and like the warped nature of this world and the people around it. Because like you realize in most isekai worlds, things are not as happy-go-lucky and like peachy as they always want to sell. Like. If you're in the isekai world and there's other races, like you're just bound to the level of slavery that there is. You're bound to the people who are corrupt, the kingdoms that are corrupt. This is just a series that focuses on that. But then it also goes like the pseudo hentai route, which it's more hentai-esque, but like in like a manga format, it's like what a stinking borderline manga manga would be like, you know, because there are series that would have that level of like how they show things. Yeah, it was just... The show makes sure there's a scene every episode. It's not like that frequent in the manga or anything like that. It does focus more on the focal plot points and like the character psychologies in their moments and things like that. So they did take away a bit of that from the show, which I think kind of sucks, but you know. Gotta get those clicks, boy. Yeah. Gotta get those views. I'm still surprised it got an anime. Like I think that's like the biggest flack it gets is just the fact that it exists as an anime. It's pretty ridiculous. It justifies him being a revenge-seeking bopper to a certain extent. I mean, uh, like I said, when you say justified, I don't agree with that. I don't think it justifies anything he does. Like, he's a good person to his group, but, like, and he he, he tries to be a good person. Like, there's a point in the series no, where he see says... That, what you're saying right now, all the good have, person stuff... He's he not needs to have person. a reason to no, have one revenge person. in order to do anything vengeful no i'm saying in the grand scheme he's not a good person but in like his circle of how he views the world he is a good fair person that's how he views himself like any person would like he like you're you're gonna have that mentality he's got what's her name that he's mind bopping and it's Mm -hmm. like he's dragging her around changing her identity and stuff and it's just like bro you're really gross. All the stuff you're doing is gross, and I don't support your actions. And watching true, that's you, like saying you're like, not no, going to support but like, anyone's he actions. He makes 
for the most anything part. he does that's good because like you know like anime I mean, does that all the time his good is a bad for no, any hold someone up. else hold up anime does that all the time where they'll have like a bad character that zeke as an example mm-hmm. you think he's an asshole then you get a backstory and you get endeared to him and then blah 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 yeah. that's like you see it you see what happened his backstory you know why he's doing what he's doing then you see him doing good things throughout the show so then you're like oh maybe he's not actually a bad guy but it's like okay yeah sure but at the end of the day he's on a revenge seeking bop quest and he's not at all good when you try and paint him in semi-decent light you're like it's just fucking weird it's like why are you trying to make well, like this that's, theme- that's what an anime would do like if you're focused or a, a manga or light novel or whatever it is you're, you're you're gonna focus on the main character they're gonna seem like the more decent person because that's the person you follow regardless of how bad a person is now the series is not telling you he's a good person that's like a whole personal thing like there's people who are like dang this is like uh they they like his character like this, he's not my favorite part of the series it's more of like just the level of extent like where people are willing to go for revenge and like that whole dark hole and pit you lead into where he's always trying to find a reason to keep a hatred for people and to keep his motivations there for the sake of revenge like that's the plot that's interesting to me everything else is just like what the series is you know bro i'm just saying i've seen revenge plots Rapika, Sasuke. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna argue it's like to that level or anything. Done like that. without. And I don't. And I don't without, think Sasuke's revenge plot is good by any means. I'm just. It doesn't have to be good, dude. He doesn't go on a freaking bopping tour of. Okay, his but that's old- like that's because he's a shonen main character who's not gonna do something like this, just like the light of the series. This is not like. This is not a. This is age restricted for one thing, so it's not like meant to appeal to like children or anything like that. It's not what it's aimed for or going to do. Just the fact that it got made is weird as fuck. That, that that's what I'm saying. The fact that it's yeah. made, like the fact it's that it like, got anime, I still find weird. Because even like, I'm like, ma- the series like this, like series like this exists all the time, like light novel and like sometimes rarely manga format. The fact that it got an anime is just the fact that a studio chose to do it. I find interesting, especially yeah, for like, what you would get from that. But yeah, like dude. the plot itself and like the story it tells, I do find interesting. But that's because, like, I can keep myself composed while, like, watching something like this. There are people who are, like, support his motivations. And I'm like, I find that weird. I can't support anyone in this series except for, like, certain characters who just are just raised by their environment who do certain things. But, like, they don't have the level of hatred he has or forces himself to have. Yeah, the only one I actually kind of feel bad for at this point is the princess. Like, because... After she's mind wiped, because yeah, like, like post she's a terrible mi- person, post mind wiped princess, like to a certain extent, she's not that princess anymore. Well, she's she treated really well, memories. so in that extent, I'm like, he does treat her like very decent. That's you know? some Stockholm syndrome bullshit, bro. That's not treating someone well. That's. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he let her no, be who she was, she Rashan, would still be Rashan, like the slave on, person she was. Bro, bro, do not die on that hill. I don't know. I, I, I'm ballsy <laughs> enough that I would because, like, she she is a she owns slaves. Like, she's just think like you. They explore the plot more where you realize the world she's from is terrible. So, like, him doing something bad, like it's thinking two minuses. It's not gonna make a positive. It's still a minus, but they're all bad people. So, do I really care that something bad happened to her? Not really. 
Like that's like telling me, oh, I gotta, I gotta hope something good happens. Like if a villain dies in a series, I'm fine with the villain dying. I don't need a villain to live just because they like exist or anything. Bro, like it's that. the like, ship. Of, it's the ship of Theseus, son. If she doesn't have her memories, she is not herself. And at that point, then if she's not herself, <laughs> then he is bopping a stranger. He is manipulating uh, the mind of a girl, and yes. then. This, this, is, this is a realistic situation when you get into an anime that chooses to show manipulation because it's always like you have those regular shown and if manipulation shown it's like i will use you to do my bidding it's not all the xyz stuff that a villain would do dude yeah it's just like when you make it sexual in it's, nature, it's literally because they they show that like level of like this is what would happen in a more realistic setting when you have someone deranged like this it will have that attention like i'm not calling it a good thing but i'm saying it's something that is Way closer to realism than you would people would want to admit. Oh, I think that's probably true. People are fucking yes, there people. I I genuinely think people would be this level of deranged in like a setting like this. That's just my personal opinion. That's why I can watch this and be like, yeah, it's believable. Do I want to say that? Not really, but like it's believable. That's why it's so upsetting because it's like, ah, why did you yeah, write but this? I, I, I intentionally watch stuff that's upsetting just to try to get myself upset and never get upset. Well, yeah, I'm bro, just, but like walking I, I've explained. Upsetting. I can watch stuff and just be like, fine, sadly. You know, like zombies eating people is upsetting enough. Like, now, goddamn. I'll, your, your, store will, your score will count for it. So I'm assuming you'd put in Demon Slayer tier. I didn't even finish it. Because, <laughs> like, personally, <laughs> off the plot and stuff, I would throw it into. B tier, high C tier, depending. Like, I don't think the anime Dude, does a good job as the manga, so I'd say C tier. I will say there were a lot of really dumb conveniences in the episode I did watch, where I was like, uh, if you I just think there, there's if you more take like a step there's more, away from the there's the, more methodical stuff in the manga, so that's why I'm saying like in the anime yeah. it does it does like do things quicker, for the sake of adding extra fan service. So it does take away from certain plot moments that it's like oh, this character's mindset. Like, you don't get the full depth and lengths he's willing to go for certain revenges. Because some, like, sometimes he's fighting guys and stuff like that, and, like, what he's going to do to other people than just the princess or anything like that, you know? So, like, you do get, step-by-step, step, the villain's point of view and what they plan on doing and his point of view and what he plans on doing. So that's more interesting, and they do rush through a lot of that in the series. That's why I'm going to say C-tier. Well, yeah, and, like, now he, all his magic powers... He's, he's broken. Yes. His magic powers are so stupid. <laughs> like they're yeah. so dumb. Take, take away take away that in the manga what he chooses to do cuz it's not just that one power he uses cuz he does like spam that the whole time in the anime. He does more thinking and forward thinking in the thinking manga, you know. No, that's that's dope and like he he can be or he might be like smarter in the thing. I'm just saying that like no, like the it's fact just that corruption he always, heals, kills people all the time. Like he always has a healing ability that like can yeah. do whatever he needs. Or it's just like mm-hmm. putting an adjective in front of heal doesn't. That's not how things work. We're just like happy heal, right? Like, For the sake yeah, of you're time, feeling good things. Do you want to throw a score on that? If not, it's just gonna go in C tier. No, put it. I don't. Yeah, I didn't even finish it. I just thought the. I think that show had no business being made. <laughs> All right, all right, Justin, you can put it into C tier. All right, show by rock stars. Idol show follows characters as the fourth season. It takes the one group from the original series, it brings them back. Then it follows the sequel series. It takes those characters and it mainly follows them and their journey and stuff. It's a really good comedy, good music, 
I'm gonna throw into beats here because I'm gonna start trying to wrap these up. Skate leading stars. I really enjoyed skate leading stars. I liked the plot. It was enjoyable. It oh, yeah, I heard that was hella good. This is not skate to infinity. Skate to infinity might be what you think. Skate leading stars, the ice skating series. No, that's yeah. So if you did hear about that, I'm impressed. I but saw it on. I saw people on Twitter hyping it up. I I actually did like skating stars, and I like the journey and like the character arcs that were taken. Now, for the sake of time, I'm just gonna say, based on this list, I'd throw it into C tier. But like overall, I'd probably put it closer to like B tier. But you know, now skate to infinity with this show very popular. Like this one was like trending on Twitter for multiple times, like every episode. I don't like the first six episodes of Skate to the Infinity. Like, I think they're not good. And I think certain elements that are in those first couple episodes, when they carry over to, like, the finale, they take away a lot of the moments because it's super shonen-y in how they skateboard. And, like, it's super... It's, it's too over-the-top at times, like, because they try to ground it at times and make it feel realistic. So when they do certain things and they jump to those extremes again, especially towards the finale, it takes away. Now, the character arc that happens... Once you get to there's an episode that feels like the most fillery episode. It's one of my favorite episodes because it has all the character interactions. And like you finally have the characters in the settings where they can be themselves and interact properly as a group. That's my turning point for the series. And then you have the character arc where the one guy, Reki, feels like he's inferior to everyone else because they're all good skaters, right? His one friend like learned skating in like a day, one match. And he's like suddenly a skate god, which like I was one of the plot points like during the start of the series, which really annoyed me because I'm like, none of this makes sense. And it's doing it so over the top. And like, <clears throat> I need like a level of transition before I can go into over the top stuff. And so certain stuff, certain stuff that happens later on, like I'm fine with until like they go more over the top again. And I'm like, you're taking me out of the series. <laughs> so because of those issues, like when you get to like episodes, like six through like 10, I would say like, it's like a tier stuff in the series, but like the rest of it is like C and D tier stuff. And I just aggravates me that like, there's a good through line to the series, but like certain elements of it, I just find really stupid, you know? So that's the main reason it's going to go to C tier. Like overall, I want to say I enjoyed Skate Leading Stars more than Skate to Infinity. But like Skate to the Infinity had higher moments and more potential. I just think personally, there's just parts that just didn't land well enough for me to like it as much as it didn't. It's very popular. I heard people who like really like it and it's like one of their favorite series. And I'm like, ah, couldn't be me. So you can throw that into C tier, Justin. Um, next one is Tatueba. Uh, thinking I came from the starter or I came from the last town and then I chose to go to Star Town, whatever the long name is, because it's a very light novel name. It's about this character who's from like, if you were in a thinking RPG, he's from the last town, like where everyone would be like level 99. Oh, I've he's, seen, yeah, I know this one. He chooses to become a soldier in like a starting town equivalent. And so, to be fair, the main thrust of it is comedy, and I find a decent amount of comedy to be enjoyable. Some of it just doesn't land. It's just a thing with comedies. And, like, the plot is like, oh, we have this super strong character. How do we put him? Because mentally, he's treated as the weakest person in where he's from. So, like, when he goes to somewhere, he's too humble and reserved to actually, like, think he's actually doing anything meaningful because he's like, if your whole life is everyone is stronger than you or, like, talks down upon you and things like that, when you're in a situation where you're somewhere else, you're not instantly going to think that you're like of this worth or metal that people will think of you if they ever see you do something. So that's used as a gist of the comedy. And then you have other characters who he begins to interact around. And it's because the other characters that I think the comedy ends up working for the most part. But 
like the plot itself is really generic and it's not too special. So I'm going to put in a C tier. Uh, Tenshi Sozo is also a comedy series and it's about a design team creating animals on earth. Like it's just one of those episodic things. It's actually entertaining and they do teach you about animals and like the similarities between it. It's like one of those series that it's like, dang, it's one of those anime that teach you about something that you never realized would be interesting and it does make it interesting and it's fun. So it's nothing's too special. It's not bad by any means. Like I'm going to put it in C tier, but it's not because it's bad. It's just because it's nothing amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's like one of those things. If you ever want to watch a series and just like learn about animals, this would just be a fun one to watch, you know? Uh, next, one, next one is uh, Slime Season 2, the Slime Isekai. Second season, really good. The first couple episodes were slow, world-building stuff, but it's also like a part of the first season. Second half, when you get into like when his transition to wanting to become a demon lord and his reason behind that to save like the people he lost because like the church in one of these like towns or cities decide to turn on him. Like, are you okay with spoilers, Justin? No. Okay. So I won't say too much. But he wants to <laughs> save some people. Right after this. He wants to save some people and he has a reason to because like he's being attacked unnecessarily from some people. And so he wants to become a demon lord. That's the plot of the season. But the execution for that is done really well, especially for the back half of the series and like his mindset to want to change how he views things is done really well. And I'm going to put this in A tier because that second half of the series really lands. So you can throw this into A tier. Uh, next up is Urusekai Picnic. This is, this is the one I tried to sell you on, Troy. Because this, this was done by the people who did, um, what is it, Steins Gate. The downside is I think the anime is just not a good adaptation. Like once you get after like one, two episodes where it seems interesting, it feels episodic and it feels like the character arcs that try to exist just don't land. And like the relationships they try to make just don't feel realistic. And it just, like there's episodes that feel okay, but it never feels like it's great by any means. It just feels like an okay series for the most part, mm -hmm. other than when it feels like it's like underwhelming, you know? So it's definitely one of the more disappointing stuff because I did have like high intrigue for this. So it's going to go into D tier. You're whelmed. It's, it's slightly underwhelmed, man. Vlad Love. This is the worst show I watched this season. Like it is laughably bad. Like the comedy is so bad. I don't think I laughed once during the series. All there is is thinking the main girl who's not even a main focus in the series, but like she's just like, the pseudo wife for the series, you know, that's what she's there for. She's a vampire, you know, and she's just, she's like the most interesting character, but that's it. Every other character, just bad comedy. Just like, it feels so disappointingly underwhelming. Like it's just not enjoyable. It's Demon Slayer here to its core. I just can't wave another Demon Slayer tier series that, yeah, this bro, one, I heard this shit was rough. This is bad, bro. It's just bad. Like, the character, yeah. like, the arc, everything I just find to be, like, stupid and contrived. Like, it has minor character stuff, but at the same time, like, when you get to that point where he's depressed, so he tries to surf, and then he gets saved by the one guy who meets, who he treats as, like, some pseudo-god, who's the reason why he surfs. And then his friend gets depressed for some reason, and so he goes surfs, and he ends up dying, and they treat the death like nothing. Like, you just skip over it, and I'm like, what am I watching? And then he has to like get out of his depression, carry on, believe in the power of surfing. <laughs> as you do. I can't. <laughs> as uh, you do, man. As you do, man. Wixos Diva Alive. It's based off the Wixos series. It's a card game series, but it's like diva focused, so it's an idol. This is like one of the lower 
I was like, when I said my idol shows are mixed through this, this one's going to go into D slur. It's not bad, but like it would go into D tier for the sake of this list. That's where it belongs. And like, it's just really simple plot. I just think like some of the character focuses and arcs don't work or make sense, you know? And that's the only reason it would go down overall. Like it's still enjoyable if you can enjoy a series like this, but this is going to go into D tier. One direct priority, I, not Demon Slayer, D. <laughs> All right, One Direct Priority. This is what you gotta watch, Troy. Like, this, this is a show I hope you watch because it's like a show that focuses on suicide and depression and character arcs. The <laughs> one thing it does is the finale. It, it like you go into it thinking this is the finale. There's another episode that will conclude the show that's gonna come out in the summer to wrap it up. So that's like the one downside. But this is like one of my favorite shows from the season. Like, I think this would have been like my number two or three range. Like, well, everything in my top five because they're all gonna be in my top five for the season are top five stuff who deserve high rankings for where I put them. It focuses on like the girls and like they're like, they are people who in certain circumstances probably would have like committed suicide and stuff, but their goal is to save people who committed suicide to try to save their friends. Like they're given this opportunity. So you go through this journey and I'm not going to spoil this for you because this is all stuff you should learn in like episode one and all. They go on this journey to try to save these people, save their friends. And so they have to save these lives with these girls and you find out there's this greater plot to it and like a deeper psychology to why this has started, why they would do certain things, why would they switch into their depression and things like that. And there's some crazy twists in this series, and I have to give it a Moggy tier. What the, what's it called? It looks like a Wonder, happy go lucky Wonder girl. egg priority. Bro, it's nothing that you would expect. It's like, I just want to talk to you about it like next week or something, like whenever, whenever you finish it. Um, this is World Witches. It's based off of like the Strike Witches series. It's a short series. Um, the comedy is decent at times. Sometimes it's not too great or anything like that. Like it's a fine series. It's one of those series that are short series that I'm like, maybe if I watch the series and had more context, I'd enjoy it more. But I do watch short series. If, like, if I watch, I'm still going to base it how I base a series and my opinions on it. And like knowing certain stuff would only increase my enjoyment. This one... Like, if I did watch other series, would it change my opinion? Probably not. But I'd say it's closer to, mm, I'm going to say D tier, just because, like, it does enough for me to enjoy it, to enjoy it. But, like, if I go based off what I have in C tier and what I have in D tier, just going to land in D tier. Because I don't think it necessarily belongs in C tier. And the last one, this is Yami Shibai. It's a series that's gone on for, like, eight seasons. Bro, I love Yami Shibai. Have you actually watched it? All the horror shorts. Yeah, I uh -huh. watch all of them. You're all caught up? Yeah, I didn't know this was on the list. I, Dude, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I watch these all the time. What are for... your opinions? I got I to gotta hear. I uh, honestly didn't know there was a new season. I thought whatever was updated for Halloween, because I always watch okay, it okay. in October for like, because I watch a different horror movie every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, like, I so what are your thoughts on, on the series as a whole? We're gonna we're gonna try to wrap this up real quick, but yeah, I love it as a whole. It's really fun. Like they do a mix of like actual Japanese folklore mixed in with like original concepts mm -hmm. of like yeah. horror ideas. But yeah, it's just really short, sweet. Sometimes really fucking unsettling. Like, you know, they never try to be. 
I think See, it's like a twilight it's like a condensed twilight zone episode i have a i'm gonna have a very different opinion on this is just because i find like a lot of the stuff to be like really plain like i'm like unsettling like there's people who like i understand there's people who'd be unsettled by certain things in it and there's like two episodes i'd give credit for being somewhat close to that that i'd give that accreditation but like my well, personal bro, opinion, unsettling is if, not if i don't view this as like us like, how i view series it would have a better rating because I think like it's still enjoyable at least from a comedic aspect because I will find half of the stuff that happens funny but like at the same time I find people dumb in horror settings so like it's just a natural stigma for me to be like dang that didn't make sense sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't that's just the thing with this series um I mean personally because never like uh your mindset towards it like most of the series I don't give great ratings like I usually give them like five I think one or two I gave like a six or a seven in like score wise because like some seasons I think do really well with their horror stories like they're actually entertaining and they make sense and where some of the seasons I'm like this feels lackluster so it like ranges from like three to seven for me you know I think this one was like average dude yeah the now, first season I my think opinion on what average is could be different from you but I like the first two seasons really well you know yeah like I don't know we have we don't talk about horror a lot, but I can geek out about like just horror. That's why I love the first season of Promise Neverland so much mm-hmm. more than you, is because like if horror impacted me different, I'd probably have different yeah, opinions on a lot of stuff. That's like, I, I know that already. It's not one of those things where I walk around being like everything scares me, but like you, I just appreciate like you know you can see what they were trying to do and then it's like judging how well they did it like mm-hmm. yeah like when i see a good like here's an good idea story, or here's like I can, a I can, I can appreciate like, ones that you know i'm like the episode of yamshi bai it's a pretty early one i think with the girl's hair and the copier machine that's one of the favorite ones that, that's like Bro, the way they, it's a dumb it, idea it's a dumb, it's stupid, stupid. But it's done really well. But they do it. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of stuff in this where it's like kind of a dumb idea, not particularly scary. Like but sometimes I think it, it works. Sometimes life. I think it does stay dumb. You know, I just think it's the nature of. But yeah, else. that's the thing that's good about it is they're like eight minutes. But it's not even. It's like four minutes. Yeah. So like, even if it does suck. The next one's starting like, right you away. You can finish a season in an hour. Like, that's just how it works. Yeah, so it's just, like, one of those things where, like, the good, the bad, it all kind of blurs together into this just fucking creepy pasta thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I will say, like, there's, like, it's entertaining enough for me to watch. Like, I never hate a watch, especially because it's so short. If they were longer episodes, then I would have a worse opinion on it. Totally. Like, I don't think I would like it as much if they were 30 minute episodes but like based on how i view series like overall it's like not one of the most entertaining ones i watched especially because you have so many shorts so it's like if you only kept the ones i really liked then my opinion would be very different but it's also like the level of like if horror is not landing for me i need like in the formats you have for me to give me a nice character arc or a reason why things are happening or like a good analysis to certain things some of the episodes do a good job with that others things happen and they just happen to happen you know because like, mm-hmm. you've watched that's just how it is it's like when i watch things like that like it lessers my opinion you know but it's not because it's like a bad series by any means you know it's just the nature of the story it's telling like personally i'd say this is like 
Uh, hmm. Well, when you watch it, if if you were to watch it, what do you what would you normally give them? Because I'll I would, use you. I would count. never give it more than a B. Okay. Like. Because personally, you know, I'd say this season's like on my. It's it's in the middle range, but I'd say D tier because I don't think I'd put it in C tier. Dude, you know? yeah, because it's that's that's like what I was saying. We're like the good and the bad kind of blur together because they just go down like, so. There's seasons and so of this quick. that I would give like a B tier, maybe an A tier, if like the season was just like lackluster enough that I can just throw it in there, right? Now, if I was basing it off this anime season, like personally, I'd throw it into Demon Slayer tier. But like, if you watch it, I'm certain you would give it a higher rank. So I will give it a qualifier to put it in D tier just because of how you view it and how you would rank it, you know? Well, yeah, and I don't know, like... Like, there's good stories in here. Like, there was a good one. There it's was one season... Really mid. There was one season that, they, like, was almost entirely original Gosh. ideas, oh. and it was one of my least favorite seasons. I think it was, like, four? If it's, if it's five or four, I think those... five, four, Between four and six are, like, some of my least favorite seasons. I don't remember which one. I think, yeah. I watch them all in, like, you know, they just run all the seasons back to back to back. Mm -hmm. And just have it running while I, so I can have something spooky on. Oh, no, no. It's my, my least favorite was seven, three, and four. Five was up there. I think four is the one I'm it, thinking of. It's probably four. But yeah, like, it's a decent. I'm, I'm going to throw it into D tier because I assume, like, at the end of the day, Troy would enjoy it more than me for that reason. But no, yeah. I just like it because I get off on spooky music and shit. Oh, no, no. The ending song for this is on my playlist. Like, this, the ending songs for this show... For and the I love part, the intro. Most of them go on my playlist. Like, I just like them. I love... Uh, it's always oh, the intro. Yotarashai, Mitarashai, Yami Shibai, Noji mm -hmm. I memorize the, this stuff, bro. The creepy fucking it, dude. I do enjoy that. It's Every time I watch it, I usually just say it along with it because I'm why not, you know? Yeah, dude, like, it's not, it's literally, like, not even trying to be a good No, it's not trying to be anything crazy. It's just simple short stories. Here's some fun, spooky shit. Like, I just view the series on an equal scale. That's why it's the place it is. Like, if I was going more just to watch it, to enjoy it, it would probably be higher. That's just the way it is. But, yes. This is a list. It's actually really balanced. Like, I didn't expect the stinking split to be so even with each other. Like, if I threw this into Demon Slayer, which, like, on my personal, like if I was going off of everything without your input, it probably would be Demon Slayer. And then that would be everything A through Demon Slayer would all have the same amount in each place, you know? Mm -hmm. But thanks for having you, Troy. Thanks, Justin, for all your input, you know? If you have any last words to say, because, you know, definitely got to hype up Attack on Titan Winter Season Part 2, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Winter Season Part 2. Um, Wonder Egg Party is going to get concluded in uh, stinking summertime. And a few series here and there will get continuations or are continuing. But yeah, that's it for this episode. Very long one, but 